0: episode 471 of Geeksters. I'm your host Ed.
1: I'm your host Sean. I don't know if that went through or not.
0: It did not. Oh, if, okay, if you're well, talking about that. if you did an intro. I did an intro. You nobody heard it.
1: No, I was kidding. It was just for me. It it's was just, funny. It was spectacular. <laughs> screw you guys.
0: It was it was the best one you've ever done.
1: <laughs> well actually I'll, I'll try to Try to relive the moment. Um I basically was like, "Hey, everybody, guess what? It's time for the year in review, because it's the last show of the year." <laughs> and there was like, "Thank God, it's the last show of the." Oh, he just said of the year. Oh, <laughs> we thought we just heard the last show. We got all excited. <laughs> I got excited <laughs> until,
0: he- until he said of the year. Like, oh, you're
1: like, oh. Never
0: mind. <laughs> the excitement's gone now. <laughs> right. I don't want to do the show no more. All
1: right. Well, yeah, that's it, folks. I mean, uh, it's a week before Christmas. I hope everyone's snuggled up under their beds, whatever. 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 A <laughs> humbug. Ugh, I hate this time of year. I mean, I like the holiday. Right. I just can't stand people. <laughs> I hate them, I, hate them all. I mean well most of them I would say 98% of them. There's like 2% of the population That I'm okay with uh, People who I like
0: <laughs> It's really 0. .2% Right That's, Probably It's not that, really that high <laughs>
1: Right <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes to be honest Sometimes I don't even think I like myself <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, now that 2%, 0.2. I'm not that point two <laughs> I'm not really too fond of them sometimes either.
1: Uh, whew, yeah, so it's a week before Christmas. Ed, you get all your shopping done?
0: Most of it. Okay. There's still a couple people I, I haven't gotten for, but I, I don't think I'll see them right away. So, uh, right, yeah. Uh.
1: As as I mentioned before, folks, uh, this is the last show of the year. We've got a uh, we're going to be off for Christmas and New Year's and then the first couple weeks in uh, the in the new year because people got we got things to do and you know things to do. Right. <laughs> um, but three weeks into the new year, we'll have a new show. We'll talk all about it. We'll see what we got for Christmas. Tonight is the first night of Hanukkah, so.
0: Oh, that's right! Happy Hanukkah!
1: Thanks, Happy Hanukkah! Happy Hanukkah! <laughs>
2: Did you light like the candle? Did you light like the
0: candle? <laughs> Do you want a poppy for Hanukkah?
2: <laughs> what you? Want? What you? Want?
0: <laughs> if you have Disney Plus, kid, look up puppy for Hanukkah. It's hilarious.
1: Oh, okay, puppy for Hanukkah. I was thinking. Here's a list of people who are Jewish, just <laughs> like you and me. David Lee Roth lights the menorah. So do Captain Kirk and Mr Spock. <laughs> <laughs> and then hold on, there's a whole new list of people who are Jewish they didn't know
2: <laughs>
1: so, you follow end up the show with all the I Sandler, Sandler versions of uh Happy Han- uh, we call it the Hanukkah song <laughs> I wonder if it's some sound voodoo I'll have to find out <laughs> all right, uh, so how was
0: your week yeah it was uh you know it's it's busy cuz it, again it's a time of time of year um you know i've been running uh errands and uh you know working still uh for a living and uh, <laughs> um so you know i i did a few things uh i bought a few things you know i, I actually I bought myself did, some did, christmas I presents did i did, I did some things. things i did a few things. things yeah things i, I can't really talk about. <laughs> Yeah, I saw a couple movies. Um, yeah, uh, so I'm going to start off with uh, uh, what I saw. Um okay, well, what you see? Uh, well, I've been, I've been toying around with a friend of the show, Dave Sipon, watching some movies. Uh, and one was, the movie came out, was on Netflix, and we haven't seen it yet, but it was The Blade of 47 Ronin, which is like a, I guess a cheap uh, S- sequel S- to uh, The 47 Ronin. So this past week, I watched the Forty Seven Run with (laughs) Sipon.
1: Okay, that's Uh, now now, that is the movie with Keanu Reeves that did not get well received. (laughs) Now I don't know if it's because it's a bad movie. I also have never seen it, Um, so I don't know if it's because it's just a bad movie or it's like it's right when he's doing the whole like I think it was like right after the Matrix, so he's really into kung fu and, and, and and samurais and ninjas and. He kind of, I would help lead to cyberpunk probably at some point, but um, he definitely felt like it was he was influenced by the stuff that he was learning for like some of his jobs. and He was like, I'm gonna, I think he didn't did he direct it?
0: No, I don't think he directed. He it. just started. He just he started, started. it. it. it yeah, yeah, it was like
1: a, it was like a pet project for him. It was like that that wish project. Like I just, I always wanted to make this movie. This is a dream come true. I can't wait to everyone sees it, and then no one saw it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I and, saw it this week
1: and, and no one said anything about it It, just, it, became like a, it came and
2: went like, <laughs> Right
1: it came and went It kind of was one of those like Inside jokes where it's like Oh seven three seven road and then he comes back well, With John Wick and you're like oh it's forgiven Yeah <laughs> you know, I, What I find it interesting Ed
0: yeah. Is that
1: you are now watching Because you said there's a sequel to that That you're going to watch I'm assuming next week That's correct so you have watched two shitty movies just to so watch their shitty sequel.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm glad someone's paying attention. <laughs> See, because it was it was Ripd and then Ripd two,
2: <laughs> and now now you're doing Forty Seven Ronin. And that's and gonna, that's
0: that actually what inspired the Forty Seven Ronin was was those you. two movies because I cause I noticed that on on Netflix because like you know Ripd two, which I actually I have actually both now on. DVD, by the way, I don't think there, there was a Blu Ray version. I didn't buy it because I think it was either sold out or, or it was way expensive. And I'm like, I ain't paying a lot of movies because I know they're shitty. I'm like, I like right away. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna come back like the next time. I see, it. forty splited seven forty seven yo. awesome because <laughs> it's the same people that the same studio that made R I P D two and the monsters the the Netflix uh, thing. It's Universal fourteen forty studios. Uh, made okay. these movies so you're you're getting like it's it is it's low budget schlock uh, as best you could put it it's the best low budget schlock you can get because I mean for the sure. quality it is it's it's better than some low budget movies I've actually seen in the past so uh, 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 but uh, but going back to 47 Ronin uh, I'm going to see this it's a meh movie <laughs> alright that's fair enough it's, it's <laughs> not bad it's just not uh-huh. it's just not good like how do I put it? It's 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 a man. forgettable movie. Like, <laughs> like it came it's and man. went. Right. <laughs> right? Like, eh, it's been it's, it's like It's like, it was there. I saw it. <laughs> right. You're like, oh,
1: you know what? I got to see it. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I didn't pay real money to go see it. I don't think I would have rushed the movie theater, because if I would have paid money, I probably would have walked out mad. Right. But since I saw it in a lower rent tier of a, you know, I rent basically paid my 15 bucks a month to Netflix, but... That doesn't count. And I feel satisfied. I watched it. But yeah, I, I think I paid
0: two time. bucks for it. So <laughs> put, right. put that in perspective. You know, I think <laughs> I think I, I think I dropped two bucks on it because well, like I, I, I bought it digitally, gotcha. you know, just for the just for this, you know, <laughs> the, moment. You know, the things I like, do for the show, the eh? things I do. <laughs> I wasted two bucks. So right. I'm going to put exactly. my receipt exactly. to the company for, for exactly. reimbursement.
1: <laughs> Save it for a tax rate off <laughs> business expense. So, <laughs> all the movies you buy are business expenses. That's right. So, and we pull that off. <laughs> talk to talk to an accountant. Hey, we do a podcast. You know, I don't, I don't, it's, it's, anything that we buy and use that we put towards the podcast is it a tax deductible? Just, <laughs> I just want to know because right, I buy a lot of movies digitally and physical media. and <laughs> Can I get a little
0: bit back? Just, just ask. Ask me for a friend. <laughs> it's good for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's 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 a lot of the tropes you've kind of seen before. So there's nothing nothing that's going to go, oh, my God. Like like that was worth to see this movie. Like if you, you've seen like everything – like written in that movie was, you know, acted out. It was the way, like you could put this to this movie, you know, you know am saying, like, like there were scenes right. that you were just, it's just so much special effects were pretty good. I have to say that for, you know, comparatively like to RIPD and RIPD <laughs> They you know, they were better, you know, the 47 room was better. So, you know, you are going, you know, there's that. So, you know, if, if you, you know, if you're a special effects kind of guy, it's, that was pretty good. Um, you know, but it was like, it was a basic kind of story. Like he's an outsider that comes in and, and, um, you know, uh, uh to this clan and the leader of the clan feel sorry for it, takes him in as a, you know, makes him kind of one of his own, but he, they all treat him like an outsider, but they, you know, uh, the, the cause it's a, it's a Chinese, you know, the dynasties and all, and, and there's an emperor and, 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 and the, uh, you know, clans like you know, kind of like the lieutenants, and he's a vid- the emperor's visiting the lieutenant. That's the one that brings in the kid. You know, so he has to right. kill himself because he attacks uh, another another clan's leader. You know, because he was witchcraft into it. You know, it's it's like that. You know, and so he kills himself. So it's slightly different, but it's like sl- like it wasn't like oh my god, like this was worth seeing. It you know, like like right. you know, if you like Keanu Reeves, it's a good movie. Yeah, for for canery fans you know that's as, and that's as far as you can go with it uh you know um but like like you kind of you kind of halfway through the movie you see how it's going to turn out and you know how it's going to end you know you're not like right, there's right. nothing going to surprise you at all like in this movie at all yeah so you're kind of going all right whatever you know and then you you know you move on and we'll watch the blade of 47 ronin um this week and uh hopefully in the next show uh, I'll remember it and uh, <laughs> take notes. I'll, I'll talk to you. yeah, I'll, have to, I'll take notes. So uh so that was that was one movie, uh, one movie I watched today. Um I I've I've, been, I've we've talked about this a couple of times on the show and and I finally sat down and watched it today. Uh The Founder uh with uh, oh, okay. michael, michael Keaton. Keaton. Right. And I mean that was interesting. I I found that you know uh, kind of interesting because they have a little audio clip at the end of the real uh, Ray Kroc who's the one that kind of built McDonald's um, you know well took it from the McDonald's brothers and made it to a franchise empire that is today.
1: To kind of give it like a little summary the founder is basically Michael Keaton is a gentleman I forget his name. Ray Kroc. the guy. What was his name? Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc. Mm -hmm. What a Yeah. Uh,
0: That's where we get the term now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He goes into McDonald's um, and he basically weasels and spins and talks his way into um, basically winds up owning the company.
0: Well, yeah, see, so he, he, yeah, it starts off he he he, uh, he he's a milkshake salesman, is what right. he does, and he's kind of. <laughs>
1: he, I find that funny because it's the one thing at, milk, at McDonald's that doesn't work is the right. milkshake machine.
0: Well, it's that. I mean, that to me, the the, the best part about the story, you know, so like. He's kind of, he studies, he's like, he was 52, he's like over the hill, and he's like on the road a lot, and it's like in the 50s, and he's driving from like Little Burger Stand to Little Burger Stand, you know, in the in the uh, Midwest uh, region, you know, like Arizona and, uh, you know, uh, 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 California and all those areas, or on Route 66, you know, basically all these like, you know, those road stands that they would right. put out and all And, uh, so he's having a hard time trying to sell his machine. And then he calls his secretary and this guy, this, the McDonald's brothers wants to buy six of their machines. And he's kind of like, you didn't hear that. Right. So he calls them and, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, it was a mistake. We don't want six. We want eight, you know? And they was like, Whoa. (laughs) So he's like, he's he's like, I got to see this place. So he goes over and it's, you know, he like all the roadsides are the ones like, like the old Sonic, you know, not old Sonic, but the Sonic where, you know, they drive up to your car and, you know right. you know and they, and they roll the, roll they the window the down yeah. yeah what can i help you with
1: with the gum and yeah you know
0: <laughs> and you know so we, he goes to mcdonald's and you have to walk up to this counter basically and, and order and it's like a roadside stand it's still outside it's not an indoor uh facility but it's the you know it's the uh you know walk up and you know and it was everything was like 15 cents burgers and everything was cheap and then he he ordered it and like within like like not even 30 seconds he they give him a bag and fries and he's like you know like there you go and he goes well that's not my order I, i just ordered and he goes no that's your order and the guy and he's like uh what about the plates and silverware and he goes well we got napkins and wrappers you know you just eat it out of the wrapper and the guy and he's like uh where do I eat this? And he's the guy's like, in your car, on a bench, in the park, at home, <laughs> like like wherever you want, you know, like it's your it's your food, you know. Like so they were he was taken back by this. <laughs> so he he uh the one of them the one the the have you know, they make a happenstance that he's as he's eating, he's looking around at the crowd, everybody's happy, they're eating, families are eating together with the you know, having their McDonald's burgers and cheeseburgers. And he meets one of the the, one of the owners, one of the brothers, and the guy's like, well, I'll give you a tour. And he gives him the tour and shows him how it all works and how the efficiency and all. And then he decides, Ray Kroc decides to take them to dinner and he wants to hear the whole story, how they started out, you know, and it was like after the war and they were trying all these businesses and they all failed. And, and, uh, you know, so they decide to make this burger stand and. You know, the one brother uh, was kind of the genius. There was the one that, you know, created the, you know, the design and the overflow and all. And they went to a basketball court, not basketball court, tennis court, and he chalked out the dimensions of the, you know, uh, um, uh, the, 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 the burger stand. And he got all the and they were doing this kind of like dance and like how to, how to, you know, work the, you know, every area and stuff. And they were trying to rearrange, trying to figure it out, and they figured it out after so many hours. They figured it all out. And they built it, you know, the custom and all, and they were making, you know, whether there was an order or not, they were making cheeseburgers and hamburgers, and, you know, so that when uh, people went up, they automatically, you know, instantly had them. So within minutes, they would have burgers made for you, you know, that the, they call it the speedy system, and, you know, and then they were the only ones that had it. So he thought of a franchise, and of course, McDonald's brothers, like, we already tried it and it failed, because... Other people wanted to do this, so uh, Ray Kroc, like, mortgaged his house, and you know went it and did it. But of course, though, when he finally got the brothers to agree, they had to sign a con. He had to sign a contract. And he only got like one point four percent profit uh, from it. So what they weren't making much because all their ingredients were fresh. The they you know they had fresh ice cream. You know it was like all this stuff, like all these things. So the, the, the costs, were the overhead costs were so expensive. So then another guy found out that he was trying to get an extension on a loan and he met him and actually that's the guy who's the Shake company that was uh, invested in uh, McDonald's and the then the two of them devised like well you own the land like you you know they were leasing lands they were like well, you buy the land and you lease it to the to the franchisees so you own the land so now everything becomes Thing so he grew on that, and he was making millions off of off basically the land of McDonald's instead of McDonald's itself. And then it grew and grew, and then he ended up just buying the buying the McDonald's brothers out and destroying their stand a few years later because they went out of business because they couldn't call themselves McDonald's because he copyrighted the name. (laughs) So so it was like it was it was a fascinating story. It was it was the journey was was interesting to, to say the least. Um, you know, and it was, it was, it, I think it was a kind of like a different take because it was like, you could must go like, Man, what a snake. Like <laughs> what, right. a, what a jerk. You know, like he just stole this business from these two guys, but he, you know, he tried so it there.
1: You say that as you're eating your big Mac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> Can I have fries with that?
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I highly recommend it, um, you know, especially if, you know, if you're like a bored Sunday or whatever, or, you know, like it just, you know, you, you, you want to try something. And it, it was said, I said, I thought it was really good. And, you know, especially um, uh, Michael Keaton playing Ray Kroc, because he was doing this accent, and I couldn't figure out why. Until you hear the end where you hear the guy speak for the first time. Like on on the on like a, I think it was an audio recording. He's ex- explaining how he I guess got McDonald's or whatever, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, like it sounds like a, you know? He's he's doing an impression of of Ray Kroc is what it was. And, oh, okay. You know, and you're going. Not bad, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just weird, you know, because it's like like he's just doing this this kind of act, you know, and you don't know why, like because you don't get like a backstory like kind of thing about Ray Kroc or who he was. It just starts out him being a salesman like in the fifties. And just going from like stand to stand and and not like he's doing the speech you know and and he's trying to you know sell the sell mixers is basically what it comes down to, but apparently he's he was a salesman and and he was gone from like job to job like and you know, it just wasn't successful and like this was the he saw this you know type of thing, and he was persistent in getting this you know this franchise basically you know and and just went with it and ran and just you know, and then he made his fortune and that's how, you know, he did it. So I was like, wow, that's, that was, it's quite a genius. Cause you figured like, you know, like the, actually there was a McDonald's, a guy named McDonald's like years ago, you know, decades ago that made you know, made this corporation. And it's like, technically it was true. <laughs> you know, somebody just stole it from under him, And, uh, you know, that's who, yeah, that's who this guy was. And you're going, wow. And I'm like, I am surprised McDonald's made this see the light of day. <laughs> like, you know, the guy's dead. He died in the eighties, you know, and, and, uh, uh, he, I think apparently screwed up some of the, some of the people that he used to work for or used to work for him, and all. Oh, imagine that! Yeah, you because know, <laughs> the guy, the guy that the, the machine they, they they parted ways, and and they don't really speak to anymore to each other. or They never did until he, you know, was dead. Uh, okay, or his, go figure. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was like I said, it's it's one of those movies. It's just like it wasn't it wasn't like a feel good movie. It wasn't like you know I'm like you know what uh, that how tragic that ending was or whatever. And you're going. Wow, it was a good, he was a good guy like you know like you know you watch like you know like Ray Charles's uh, uh, biography or, or uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think on other people's biographies you're freaking like oh well, you know wow what a story you know how tragic his life was but what music he made or what this person did and this one's like what a jackass well you made McDonald's <laughs> 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 they all can't be winners folks uh so that's uh that's the movies I saw this week. Um I did pick up a few physicals and, and uh digitals as well. Um I because uh, I we my wife's family don't we don't celebrate Christmas on actual Christmas twenty fifth because I go to my family's for Christmas. Um we do it over the weekend, so I got some Pollyanna gifts. Um I got uh I'm starting to collect Brian De Palma movies. So oh, that's a good collection to have. Yeah, so I started collecting. I got uh, two movies. I got a few movies I already started collecting, like, a while ago because I like the movies, and then I'm thinking, you know what, I haven't really seen a, yet, yet a Brian bad Brian De Palma movie, so I'm going to get I, I agree. I, I agree.
1: These Brian De Palma films are always solid.
0: Yes. So I got Carlito's Way uh, uh-huh. with Al Pacino and Chaw Penn uh-huh. and uh, Nicolas Cage's Snake Eyes. So, okay, so,
1: I, I really like that movie. That's another good, like... you gotta pay attention to that movie
0: man. and then uh, I did get a third movie that wasn't a Brian DePaul movie but I I enjoy this movie highly and I'd really love to watch it with you one day because I know you will cry like a bitch
1: (laughs) old old yeller
0: (laughs) Mr. Holmes Ian McKellen
1: Uh, you know what I I bought that I have not watched it I I bought it I started watching it but uh, yeah Ian McKellen plays uh, Sherlock Holmes
0: yeah he plays Sherlock Holmes and he plays like old Holmes and right I mean, it's like
1: one last mystery.
0: <laughs> you will cry like a bitch. <laughs> I teared up at the end of Mister <laughs> House, and I'm like, I got a heart of, I got a heart of and I'm thinking S- he'll be, he, he cries.
1: I'm gonna ugly cry.
0: I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, just want to watch your reaction when you see this movie, because <laughs> there's a point where you, you just. You lose it. I mean, there's there there's a there's a there's a moment. In the, I'm not gonna tell you what it is, but there's a moment oh, in the movie just like you 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 watch this and it unfolds and you like as soon as that moment hits, everything un, like comes together and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you must have to pause it because there's more after the bag. Yeah,
1: like you gotta like, hold on. I got I gotta recover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need a few minutes uh i also bought uh, well I, I i was buying gifts for me as well for christmas because you know right uh you know i was good this year so uh i i bought the 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 support your local sheriff this is a um a james Gardner picture i think it was like in the 60s he plays a cowboy that comes into town he's going to australia he needs to get money uh so he's trying to get gold but in the meantime gets a job as a sheriff and he outsmarts pretty much the whole town uh it's kind of like uh, like Mayberry, uh, you know, uh, in the Annie, Annie Griffith show, but in movie form. <laughs> okay. And then I, I got a movie three pack because I wanted one movie and I can't find it by itself, or at least in, in a in a because um, it's out of print. It's called Class. It's uh, um. um Rob Lowe, and uh, I can't think of the other actor's name.
1: Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's, I remember that movie. It was yeah. like an 80s movie, I
0: think. Yeah, so it came in a three-pack, so I had to get that. And it was like Making the Grade and Johnny Be Good, with the other two movies from this, was like an 80s three-pack. <laughs> so All that's right. that's the physical meal. But the one thing that I bought myself, and one came in yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And I'm so excited for it. <laughs> You're going to laugh. I'll send you some pictures and a thing. I bought myself an action figure.
1: <laughs> Nothing with that. You bought an action figure. Uh, Which
0: action figure? I bought Slave Leia from Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Now, <laughs> the, the thing about this one is it's not a typical Kenner um, action figure.
1: This one's fully it's anatomically correct. Boom chicken boom boom and life size. <laughs> I wish. <laughs>
0: now it's the standard size, uh the the you know, it it fit would fit in with the Star Wars collection. The only okay. thing about this is that the you know the, the um the sash part of it in the front and the back, you know, over legs. Yeah. It's actually made out of cloth. Oh, that's nice. It's called the the company's called Stan Solo. Creations. They're on Etsy All and right. I saw a couple like I watch a lot of YouTube as as I think I've talked about many times in yes. the show yes. and like I, cause I watch a lot of Star Wars stuff you know like type of thing so eventually Star Wars action figures come into play you know type of thing and a few no times ta- right. <laughs>
1: action <laughs> figures play see what
0: you did there right and <laughs> I, I, I missed it completely <laughs> until you pointed it out really did <laughs> so so they showed her a couple times, and I was like, you know what? One day I'm going to buy her. And I got some Christmas bonus money, so I was like, you know what? I, I got extra money. <laughs> I got a little extra. Scratch I, I a buy me slave Leia. I, I buy me slave <laughs> I also bought it. Doesn't come in yet, but it's coming in tomorrow. Is I bought a Boba Fett, and you know he has the cloth sash in the back oh. by his jetpack. They made that out of cloth. Oh. So it's like you know so. Oh
1: yeah, fancy! You look- <laughs> You know what they did? You had know the sash <laughs> made real cloth.
0: They're super sucky. yeah.
2: So I was,
0: I, I was excited to do those uh, type of things. I did buy stuff. I actually, I actually, actually purchased stuff from Voodoo I didn't like do the two dollar oh. deal type of thing because these movies are not available for two dollars. Oh. So they were they were on sale, and one I jumped on right away because it, for, for not, don't tell me why. I I, I can't tell you why. I mean, I don't know why I wanted this movie. I can't tell you why. But it's a Tom Cruise picture. It was always $18. Oh, it was
1: $18. Uh, And it went on
0: sale this week. Cocktail. That's the movie. (laughs) Soon as I saw, as soon as I saw it for the sale price, i like, I bought it. Like Monday, I know, it, was like, I think it was like I think of Monday or Tuesday or whatever and it came up, and I'm like, Oh my god, it's on sale! I need to have this, and I <laughs> bought it right away.
1: I remember that movie. It's Tom Cruise as the hotshot uh, bartender who I don't know loses his step and has to go to uh, another bar and become. Well, he's tr- he's
0: trying to he's trying his way in the world and he's like in business school or something like that and he- right and
1: Brian Brown is the lead bartender <laughs> in the bar and he's showing him how to that's where you get all the flips and the spins right and the- right
0: doing the flares and all that kind of stuff right. and the and the thing was is that like he ends up he ends up there in New York or something like that and then he ends up going like to Cabo or something like that right
1: that's where the beach plays. Point- Key Largo Montego baby one we go to Veruda I'm a, I'm a, that song
0: yes the kokomo song kokomo so take you fast and they
1: will
2: take it
0: slow so they say, so they 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 kind of move and they're in there and they're now there and he meets this young girl and they fall in love but then this older shoe wo- yeah and then this older woman kind of like hits on her and they they i think the i think the the what's his name the the other the other guy in the from cocktail uh uh Brian Brown. Brian Brown. He ends up tell, like convincing him to go with her because she's like important and all. So they're in New York right. and it, all. It becomes about
1: money versus love, right? Like I think with with uh, the hotshot bartender can fall in love. You know, the while he might not be a hundred percent satisfied in love, at least he'll be wealthy because that's all they cared about was the money of the job and things like that. Now you can just retire here, woo, and never have to worry about it ever again money 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 this is
0: but the, yeah. this is the movie that if tom <laughs> just, it's, just, it's a pipe dream it really is but if tom cruise is ever at a convention i would bring this movie <laughs> that's the movie you bring just in? to sign that's the movie that's the movie i have him sign because <laughs> i have i know he had no control over this movie at all oh yeah well i mean
2: well i mean I think it's again
1: it's part of obviously the tom cruise starter pack of movies where it's, I'm a hot shot somebody, I lose a step, and then I have to swallow my pride and learn to, like, do whatever it is again from the ground up almost, and become better at it, a la Top Gun, Days of Thunder, what <laughs> we call it, uh, and I would throw cocktail in that mix.
0: Oh, see what I did there? Cocktail mix. <laughs> oh, oh. It's oh so the show's notes. full of bad puns. Here we go, <laughs> oh. kids. But the, it's funny though, is because this past week I've been I've been listening to SiriusXM's Conan's channel, Conan okay. Brian. That starts he's has a podcast and all. So, but he he's been using all his, his old shows, interviews as like clips to keep between podcasts because like like he's still building right. his library, I guess, of of podcasts that he's that mm-hmm. he's airing this thing and he's trying to run it, you know, twenty four seven, three sixty five. So. There was an interview because it was funny. It was Matt Damon talking about. He's like, "Yeah, I was, I was in London and I saw. I think it's a Liz. Not the shoe. Who was it? It was the. Look, what was who was the co-star in in Live, Die, Repeat'? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Okay, so mm-hmm. he was in, he was going to have dinner with Emily Blunt in London, and Tom Cruise is there, and they yeah, ended up all going. Uh,
1: Just let you know, filling that that gap, why would Matt Damon want to go have dinner with Emily Blunt? The two of them start together in the Adjustment
2: Bureau,
0: right? So he he was in happened to be in town for something, and he and he was like, oh, you know, so they went to dinner, and and he Tom Cruise went with them, and he was excited because he's never met Tom Cruise before, and they had a conversation, (laughs) and he goes, you know, he goes. He goes, you know, Tom Cruise. It's like when you talk to Tom Cruise, there's like nobody else in the room, like it's just you two, you know. And then of course, I, going, can, I can totally believe that, you know, like like he he makes you feel like you're the you're the most important man there. <laughs> and you know, he we start talking about because he does the Mission Impossible. I do the Jason Bourne movies, you know, kind of right. thing. We're swapping stories a little bit. And he, you know, there was that stunt where he's hanging off the plane, and uh, you know, he 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 he's you know he's he's asking Tom Cruise, and he's like. So he's like Tom, tell me how how did you get that stunt? Like how did how that happen? And he goes, well, he goes, it's a it's a funny story. He goes, I went to my safety inspector, my safety guy, and I explained the um the, the scenario, the stunt I wanted to do, and the safety guy was like, "There's no way you're going to do that." So Tom's like, "All right," he goes, "So I got another safety guy and I explained it." <laughs> And that's how he get to do this. time <laughs> so, so to be honest, was a good story. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, he is crazy.
1: <laughs> so, you know, I can I can definitely tell that when Tom Cruise is talking to somebody, you can kind of feel like he's the kind of person. I feel like that if you're having a conversation with him, and someone walks up to him to try to interrupt him, he would tell that person, "Can you give me a moment? I'm talking to this person." Like he I, he just definitely seems like that kind of person. Right, <laughs> like uh, you're like, oh my god, Tom Cruise just told a person to go fuck themselves because he's asking me about how my my dinner my dinner was. That's awesome.
0: Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, that's
1: good. Okay, so what else did you? Anything else?
0: Oh yes, I did buy I bought a few more. Uh, I bought uh, History of the World Part One because I think that was five dollars. Right, right. That was one of the one of the Mel Brooks movies I I didn't have. Um, and then I bought the, uh, one of the best Christmas carols. I'm um, in my opinion. Anyway, the Muppets Christmas carol. I bought that one. <laughs> hey, that's funny. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> and then to complete my ghost in the shell, um, collection, I should say I bought ghost in the shell Two innocence. Cause that was on electric sale. What's, yes. Electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh,
1: ghost in the shell Two electric boogaloo. That would actually work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then one movie I've never seen, and I f- I think people said it's not that good, but I'm, I'm like I'm gonna b- I bought it anyway because it's on sale, I'm gonna try it anyway. It's Will Smith's iRobot
1: <laughs> I liked I Robot. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. A
0: lot of people they said they what? didn't like it, so I was like, okay, I'll to be a judge for myself.
1: It, it's what call it. It's it's your standard Will Smith action flick. What I thought was interesting is Shia LaBeouf's in it, right? Uh-huh. And this is when he was still like. He was transitioning from TV to movies, and he played everyone's fucking sidekick for like a little while. Yeah. He was... Um, he was Constantine sidekick in every sidekick, yeah. sidekick. He's, uh, what do you call it, Will Smith's sidekick in this movie, and it's always the reluctant sidekick. You don't want him around, but he's the kid that kind of glues onto you. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I thought the movie was fun. Side note, Alan Tudyk is the voice of the robot. Yeah, oh, all right. So...
0: All right. All right, and yeah, finally... And finally, because I can't wait for it to come out on uh, Home Media, um, and I don't think it is, actually, at this point in my life. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, the extended version, was on sale. Eight, uh, nine bucks, right? Yeah, nine, nine bucks for yeah, So I bought that. So I was like, okay, so I'll, I'll buy it. And I, I haven't watched it yet. Um, I, you know what? And then as, as we're talking, it just reminded me, I did see another, another film because I, you know, it, I... I've only seen parts of this movie. I've never seen this movie all the way through until this week. And we make jokes about this movie all the time. Not make jokes, but we we take lines from this movie all the time. And I've I've never seen it all the way through. So I I finally, you know what? I'm going to watch it this week. It was Dracula Dead and Loving It.
1: (laughs) It's a horrible movie. It's horrible.
0: You are correct, sir.
1: (laughs) The only good line is, you know, she's dead. No, she's no
0: Nostratu. She's, she's Italian? Italian. That's
1: that's it. The
0: movie. <laughs> no, there, there was there was some there was some moments that made me laugh. Like there's a beginning with Renfield and he's in bed and these two girls come in. The the two of, like I guess uh, vampire brides or whatever, and they they're 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 you know uh, fooling around with uh, Renfield and Renfield's just you know. Uh, um, uh, British man who's very uh, uh very uh um British. British, yeah. <laughs> and he's like he's like, no, this is wrong. This is wrong. No, no, this is wrong. And then he's like, wrong mate, <laughs> wrong, mate. <laughs> 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 And then they they their Dracula comes by and he's you know he's you know, walk by the door and he comes back and he's like he tells them to stop. And they're doing the the floaty thing as they as they're moving away because they came in the same way, and they're floating. And he's like, "Stop that!" So then they're stopping off. They're walking normal.
1: It's uh, it's Peter McNichol is Renfield. Yes. Uh, here's the problem, this is what the, the part of me that kind of bothers those. It's a Mel Brooks movie, and
0: it stinks.
1: <laughs> like I just, I just well, there's don't... there's a
0: moment there's a moment in I think our lives that we realize, well, not our lives, but, but but some people's lives that go, Mel Brooks is doing the same shtick he was doing back in the, you know, 70s and, right. and, and 80s. And it's like, now it's like, yeah, you can't do this anymore. There was a movie that he was in with Leslie Ann Warren. I can't think of the name. Life Stinks. Life Stinks.
1: I remember going to say, and it was a, I would call a standard comedy. It wasn't like a parody of anything. It was like, he, it was a rags to riches, a riches to rags story. It was, Mel Brooks was a really wealthy man. And he becomes super poor, homeless. I, I, I remember going to the movie theaters here because I'm like, it's Mel Brooks. I can't wait to go see Mel Brooks in Life Stinks. And I walked out one going, "Ooh, that movie stunk."
0: Because <laughs> 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 that's the same. And, like, like I think, and I think,
1: it, I think at that point, I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't know. Did he lose a step? I mean, I started getting like, getting, like really worried for him, and I think that was kind of like the last thing he did.
2: Well, it's it the same. Nineteen ninety
1: one was that movie. It was I'm, I'm looking at? I, I was like looking at who played Renfield, and I see like you know you also Mark, like uh, History of Part 1. One, Nineteen Eighty One, Life Sticks, Nineteen Ninety One. Uh, yeah, I'm
0: like,
1: I think that was the last movie that he kind of wrote and directed. I think.
0: Right, because I mean, like, like there was there was. Oh, movie- no,
1: Dracula: Dead and Loving. It was nineteen ninety five. Okay. Yeah. So so
0: like, so that so, so life Stinks is when it started going downhill for right. for Mel Brooks, and you're going. Right. Mel Brooks is like, one. well, I got this one. You know, I I did the mad scientist of Frankenstein. Let's do Dracula, since I think right. Dracula was coming out or came out the 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 Mary Shelley Dracula with um, go Keanu. Nah, yeah, Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you no,
2: know,
1: you're thinking Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with Robert De Niro.
0: No, no, I'm thinking Mary Shelley's Dracula with. Um, uh, oh, the, the guy who does everybody <laughs> the guy who does everybody
1: <laughs> that, can you <laughs> dig that up a little bit Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks no the, the <laughs>
0: actor you go and oh he's in this movie and you're like nah it's not the same guy the guy who was in True Romance and he was also in Sid and Nancy and he was in Fifth Element the villain in Fifth Element
1: you're talking Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yes. Gary Oldman was not in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Gary Oldman was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula.
0: I'm, I keep saying Mary Mary Shelley's Dracula. I'm saying it's, it should Shelley's, be it's Bram Stoker's.
1: Right, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? Yeah. Starred Robert De Niro as the monster. Yes.
0: No, that's not the movie okay. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Dracula. Because so, I think that was it came around that same time, so I figured he figured he'll oh, parry that one. Right. And you know, and and right
1: because listen, the has got the funky hair. The shadow does a bunch of wacky stuff, just like Gary Oldman's Dracula does. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it makes sense.
0: So yeah, so it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I I found it entertaining. I mean, would I watch it again and again? Only to torture people. <laughs> but, but I mean, it was like you know, if it was on TV, I'd watch it because there's there's there were some elements that I did laugh at it. There was some moments like, when is this thing gonna be over? Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, oof, like that's not funny, or, <laughs> but there was there was a lot of moments that, like, <laughs> when he goes, to, he's he's like, I want you to tell them there's a message in the lobby, you know, for whatever the Harvey Korman's ca- character, and as she's walking away, and like, I want you to forget everything, and she opens the curtains, and she forgot everything. And she closes the curtains and she walks back and she's like, oh, can I help you? And she he goes, he goes, are you kidding me? I, I told you, you know, you didn't do it. You know, I want you to give this message. And she's, she's like, what message? And he's like, uh, just for that, no tip. She's like, no tip. And she goes, oh, use that. You remember? <laughs> to me, that was funny. I, I, I didn't deliver it well compared to the <laughs> to, to them. And then and then he goes in, introduces himself, and before he could say anything, that's when she comes in and delivers the message. There's a message in the lobby. And then he has to go do away. Right? And the childish of of no, to me no, the best one of the best lines was <laughs> sorry, I have to slow down for a second. It was when uh, Mel Brooks comes in, he he is Van Helsing. And he's talking to him. And then Dracula walks in because he hears about the death of the ward of the doctor. And he's like, oh, are you the descendant of Vlad, uh, you know, Tepish, you know, the Impaler? And they're like, what? And he goes, he used to put heads, you know, people's heads on spikes, you know, and in, in front of the castle or whatever. And and Nelson and, and Nelson goes, they had it coming. <laughs> to be honest, right. it's, it's delivery, and then they, they he, he delivers right. it's, it's, Leslie Nielsen
1: knew, knew how to deliver a lot. Yeah,
0: yes. <laughs> but you know, like I said it's it's not like oh my god, like you know, if, if, if it was like Dracula Denon loving it or Young Frankenstein. I watch Young Frankenstein every time. Oh, you know, Young know, like, Frankenstein all day. Every yeah, time. yeah, yeah. I tell you what they go a, but history of the world part one or Dracula Den and loving Hershey Hill part one. You know? right. There's there's a lot of the Mel Brooks movies I'd watch, you know. If it was Dracula, Dead and Loving, and Life Stinks, <laughs> Dracula, Dead I, and Loving. <laughs> i probably
1: Dead and Loving it, yeah. yeah cause, I, I think people made a lot of a big deal about it too, because it was the first time that Leslie Nielsen was working on a Mel Brooks movie. Yeah, because Leslie Nielsen is basically known for the Airplay movies and the Naked Gun movies, so parody movies already existed for him, and he was. A star in that, yeah. So having Mel Brooks get his hands on him for a movie was a big deal, and he's Dracula, and he's he's selling it. And I didn't think he was particularly like he wasn't awesome in the role, but he had really good lines because it's it's he knows how to deliver them I just felt like the movie just kind of just drugged for me, and I was like, there wasn't like I kind of felt like with, with Blazing Saddles, uh, you know, Young Frankenstein, history there was like punchline, punchline, punchline. It was like you could. There was some good jokes, and I felt like that. Loving it. it was like here's a joke. Wait for the laugh. Right. Now here's another joke. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. Anything else?
0: That is it for me. How about you, sir? What did you do this week?
1: Um. Well, let's see. I I yelled at an old guy today. Okay. Uh, that was nice. Um, I, which work related? Um, people who work in retail know it's it's a week before Christmas. So you have people who are floundering to buy gifts. So I'm working with a nice family. I'm helping them out, and um, my one coworker is on break, and my other coworker is helping people on the floor because you know he's he's you know a floor runner. So I'm I'm helping this, this this you know family, husband, wife, kids, all that stuff, and they're nice. But then all of a sudden, a guy goes don't you have any other help? It's been like 10 minutes. And I, didn't really, I looked over, you know, guy was probably in his 60s, maybe mid-60s, early 70s, definitely old white guy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, sir, um, unfortunately, I am the only one at the moment. And, uh, you know, well, I'm waiting for 10 minutes. I'm like, I guess we just have to wait a little longer because I'm almost done with them. And I was. I was legitimately almost done with them. Uh, she was in the process of putting her, her card into the, you know, card reader. All right. And then the retail gods decide to smile upon me. <laughs> and by smile upon me, made me my network shit the bed. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. So, so now she's having problems with the car reader. It's not going through. And, we're not, and I'm like, Oh I hope my, I hope my network didn't go down. And the guy's kind of the guy who's, and he legitimately is next by the way. So that's why I'm like, Oh dude, your day's about to get fucking worse. <laughs> right. Cause I was like, I'm like, okay, well, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to like reset the whole system because um, I have my network's down and it's not reading the car reader. Blah blah blah. The only other option at that moment is cash, and and you know, I, I, now there is a line. There's like, I don't know, I would say, ten to twelve people in line, wow. but they're not. It's not. They're customers, but they have like varying degrees of people with them. Some people are alone, like the old guy that was next. Some people had like, you know, their friends with them or family members. So it was the store was congested. Right. And, you know, so basically the only thing I do is just, you know, like, you know, thank people for the patience. You know, when moments like those happen, you right. just try to be as polite as possible. Right. So, so the guy's kind of complained and I'm like, well unfortunately, sir, my network just did down. So I'm gonna have it's gonna be like another 10 minutes probably before I can ring you out unfortunately and I'm trying to be apologizing and he's trying to be like you know I don't you know, he starts legitimately complaining but then while he's complaining he's saying I don't want to be you know I'm not, I'm not I'm not complaining at all and I'm like well sir it sounds like you're complaining You know, all these other people and he sort of tries to like he tries to kind of rally the people like hey screw this guy and I'm like sir so far the only person that's really complaining about it is you but you're not complaining. <laughs> I'm like, you keep saying you're not... You are, I'm like, he, or he also said you don't be confrontational. I'm like, uh, look, sir, I understand that and I apologize, but you're coming off kind of confrontational.
2: right?
1: Well, what do you mean? Like all these other people, I'm like, so far, sir, the only person that's complaining about this line is you. And how is that not confrontational? Where right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, And I'm, of course, oh, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to set up everything up and he's like, trying now he's like he he. his daughter comes in I'm assuming it's his daughter or his granddaughter she, she was definitely younger than than, than him right. um, definitely like maybe 20s you know early late late 20s but now this guy's kind of like kind of he's complaining and being confrontational but while also going well I don't mean to be confrontational and I'm like well sir I now have to uh, I don't want to I guess I'm not trying to be confrontational I was like sir you don't understand because I'm on this side of the counter, you're going to listen to me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm like, I can't do anything because I have to reset the network. I'm like, if that seems to be a problem, give me the pop figure that you're trying to buy. I'll keep it by the counter. You can come back. Mall closes at 7. That's another three hours from now. You know? And no, no, no. It's, you know, I'm, no I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, you know, complaining. I'm like, sorry, you're kind of being a little complainy. Just, you know, hang <laughs> 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 in there. Just throwing There's, it like, out there right i'm just like i'm like sir i don't i don't know what to tell you sir i shit happens like i didn't say it like that but i was like and what's interesting is the family because now they have to wait for the networking to come up the woman i apologize to them she says that's okay i work in retail you know it's you know these things happen you know and and her husband's like i work in plumbing i i don't have to give a shit about anything and i'm like i literally don't give a shit you know because it's his job and I was like, you know what? And I look at both. I'm like, you know, funny, I'm kind of sitting in the middle right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, I'm sympathetic, but I also don't give a shit. <laughs> 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 you know, and and of course, like, my, the, the person was on break. They were in the back. My other coworkers, you know, he came running up, asked if there was anything do. I do. He was like, there's nothing we can do. Just, you know, help the people in line get what they want. And then we just get set up so that when the network's back up, I can just bang them out real quick, you know? All right. And in front of like, you know, like the, guy, but the guy was so, I was like, I just felt like I'm looking at a bunch of people in line and there are various degrees of color and sex and the one old white guy just stands out like a sore, sore thumb. And I'm like, when do I call him on his privilege?
2: Uh...
1: <laughs> I just like, I'm like, dude, you're the only one complaining. Everybody else is just there, nice and, and quiet. And every once in a while, he'll like, Lean out, like leaned out of the line. You've been in my store. You know, yeah. There's no reason to lean out of anything, right? Right? To go, kind of like acknowledge the people out in the hallway that yeah, he's still waiting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like but, he's he's trying to get he's trying to get some empathy from somebody, you know, yeah, going you know, yeah, I'm still here, point, you know. Like, he's
1: he's buying a pop figure which is on clearance, which means it's half price. Uh, so that half price pop figure was going to be about six dollars and 35 cents right at one point in the conversation he felt like he should get another 50 percent off of the 50 percent that he's getting the pop figure for <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> for the
1: inconvenience and i looked at him deadpan i went doesn't work that way sir <laughs> I'm like, if you are in such a rush And if this is such an inconvenience for you That's when I was like I'll gladly take this pop Put it over here You're more than welcome to come back When there's less of a crowd You know 15, 20 minutes The mall closes at 7 You got plenty of time, sir Oh, no, no, no I'm not, I am not want to be confrontational Or, you know, complain I'm like You're, you're being a little confrontational, sir <laughs> 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 I'm like, yeah, so it's like, I'm like uh, that's, that's my And I just In my head, I'm going It's going to get worse because the closer it gets to Christmas, the more people are gonna be rushing in, you know, like, hey, do you got this? Or it's gonna get busier? And I was like, <laughs> like, All right, well, strap in, it's gonna be a bumpy ride. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my excitement for the my, my exciting exciting work week. Now I know I have some people who listen to me that I used to work with like uh, um, I used to have a a coworker named Ant. He listens to the show. He's now a store manager over at the Mall that he poor guy. <laughs> he's gonna probably laugh his ass off. He moves back to his hometown and gets a job as a key holder um for that store. You know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Two weeks later that manager quits and he's now running the store. Wow. And I'm like, I couldn't I mean, good for him. I mean I knew he could do it. He deserves the you know, deserves the job because he's really good at it but it just felt like <laughs> you, you, welcome to the fire pal right <laughs> like, uh, like now you're now you're going to be sitting there and dealing with this all day long and uh now you're the guy you're yeah, the guy
0: you're you're that guy now <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> right
1: like everyone's like hey you know I I, oh, I want to be the manager yeah do you do you to really be the guy cuz the guy whose name's on the door is the guy who gets all the shit on you know right. like a woman, woman called me today and she's like I had to do the. Can I speak to the manager? You're speaking to the manager, ma'am. <laughs> her complaint was that she she bought a $10 gift card and that we asked if she wanted a bag and she said no. And she took that gift card and threw it in one of her other bags. She then called back and said she can't find that gift card. And I'm like, I nothing I can do, ma'am. I'm, I'm like, I legitimately I had the phone in my hand and I'm walking to the store going, don't see no card. Ma'am, I'm actually walking out into the hallway, nothing. I was like, unfortunately, there's nothing I can do. You took it. You put it in your bag. Well, can't you look at security? Maybe I dropped on the way out. No, ma'am, I'm not doing that. I'm just not. It's sorry. Like
0: for a $10 gift card.
1: For a $10 gift card. No, I look. And she was like, "Well, it's $10, isn't that big of a deal?" I'm like, "Well, it's a big enough deal for you to call. It's a big enough deal for you to actually think that I'm going to be able to stop my day, go through my security footage, and find that moment in time where you bought a $10 gift card. You and every other grandma that came walking through this store." I bought a gift card today.
0: For a $10 <laughs> gift card.
1: Uh, I'm like, oh, sorry, man. There's not much I can do. Oh, okay, thank you. You're welcome. Have a nice Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that being said, I did also to, because it's the holidays and Stacy told me I can't buy anything for myself. Um, that was prior to what I bought myself. <laughs> 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 Uh, I also made a few purchases, um, and I also got a few gifts, too. I'll go with my purchases first, because I feel like they're just... Uh, I also saw a couple movies as well, because, you know, I had movies to watch. Okay. Um, so, um, I did buy Mother Christmas Carol. <laughs>
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid.
0: Okay, that's a good one.
1: Uh, the Tower week Inferno. All
0: right, all right.
1: All uh, right. Then I finally saw that No Time to Die was cheap enough for me to buy, so I'm add it to my collection. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then another movie, too, that I really liked that was cheap. It was called Long Shot. It is Seth Rogen and, um, oh, damn it. What's her name? Charlize Theron. Right? She plays a presidential candidate, and he plays a speechwriter that knows her from, like, high school. And um, she's single – He's single. It's it's hysterically funny. Mm. Like it's, it's. I watched it. I forget how I watched. It. I think I'm going to stream in it one day. Like you know, like illegally. <laughs> <You> no, <know, laughs> back when I did that, and it was hysterically funny. I mean, it was Seth Rogen in a really good, you know, like at his best, and Charlize was super funny in it too. It was it was a really good movie, and I was like five I'm going to put that in my library because I really really liked that movie. Um, then Stacy got me two gifts that were on my Hanukkah slash Christmas wish list um it was Nope the Jordan Peele movie okay and also she got me the 4k Highlander uh steel book edition wow and uh, I, was at, I was at sale at Best Buy and I showed it to her and I told her I was like hey look, if, you're, if you find yourself at Best Buy eh. it is the set's gorgeous I mean it's the steel book is beautiful the transfer is nice. I mean, with the stuff that I watch, I did have a problem, but I think it was because my my greasy fingers were on the disc, and I think it was skipping a little bit on one of the bonus features that I was watching.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: then I like pulled the disc out, so I had some finger smudges, and I wiped it clean, put it back in, and I watched another special feature, and it played fine. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go back to that. Like you later, but it it's, it's 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 I'm happy about that. Um, then I also have to go back and. <laughs> Sidebar about a situation that Stacy had to deal with today, and she mentioned that I should bring it up to the show because you, as a tech person, will really appreciate this story. Okay. All right. So, Stacy's visiting. Stacy gets a phone call today, right, from another store that she visited not too long ago. And when she visited that store, she noticed that the printer's ink was running low. So, Stacy advised those people that they should, you know, order some ink.
2: Okay.
1: okay. And then um, today they call her asking, wait for it, if they can borrow ink <laughs> for their printer. <laughs> she's like, well, she was like, I had to go into that room because so I wasn't sure if I heard that correctly. She was like, What? She's like, I want to know if you have any ink. That I could borrow for my printer. (laughs) He's like, that is not how that works. (laughs) It's it's, it's, it's a a cartridge, and you—I was there, and I told you to order anything and ask if you needed help ordering it. You said no. Like (laughs) that, you're calling me to borrow ink. Like I'm just going to get a big funnel. And just kind of give you a jar of ink, and you're going to walk over and attach it to your printer and pour it in, and be like, "Okay, it's fine." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that, that's incredibly crazy."
0: The thing, the thing is, is uh, now you you say that kind of stuff, you're going, "Well, wait, was it the same printer?" Like now, you, like, like, well, it's the same printer, but they, I, she, she,
1: the person, honestly thought that there was actually like, like pen ink, you might say. Oh that goes into a printer.
0: I'm going to put a quill and Right,
1: that's, that that's somehow had extra ink or bar that they can open up the ink well on their printer, pour the ink into, like, something to be able to, so, so someone could pick it up to be able to put that ink stuff into their printer to get it to work.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, all of a you're, you're, yeah, hold on for a second. Let me get my, you know, <laughs> siphoning. <laughs> and it's not it's it's powdered ink obviously because uh, or it's the it's the ink for, not powdered ink. it's what do you call it uh printer ink but it's not like you can just buy it in a jar it's like you're gonna have to go order it or you might have to go buy like go to office depot and buy ink you know? oh yeah you're because right so she
0: was right this thing but it's not powdered ink
1: <laughs> right it's it's it's, <laughs> a, it's it's in liquid form but it's not like oh here's a a bottle, and I'm just going to be able to pour this into this, and you can just go, Where do you put it?
0: Right, right.
1: Like, yeah, sure, let me get that right on there. Like, and, and bring your printer because I got to see where you're putting it. <laughs> like, I mean, you just get a paintbrush and just putting it over the rollers and hoping that's the best.
0: I think it was like the <laughs> mid mid 2000s. They There was a company that um, actually you could yeah. get refillers. and
1: Right. You take your old stuff, refill it, and we'd be able to get it on the cheap, yeah, you, um, especially. You, you had like an HP printer and it turned out horribly.
0: Right. Cause like you would have to poke a hole into the cartridge and they tell you like, it, and they would show the instructions like where to poke the hole <laughs> and they give you syringe and the ink vials and you, you know, you, you put it in, you squirt it into the, the cartridge and you'd
1: have to walk around like almost like you were like a crack addict because you had a vial, you had, you call it a, a, a needle. Right. Yeah. Like.
0: You had the syringe and your, right. your, your, and you, you know, into the into the thing. But the thing was, is that like depending on the printer, because they these the the instructions were very general. So right. like some of the some of the holes were like where the paper was. So as as the printing the the ink would spill out and that from that hole because it would be in an angle, right. And it would right. just spilled into the paper, so it didn't work out. So it was only like like one or two specific you know, cartridges that would work brilliantly for. It. But even then, it wouldn't work great because the, uh, the, the, you know, like, HP got wise to it, so they started, right. you know, reinventing their cartridges or, like, where the inkwell thing was in – they put a wall there or something like that so that way you yeah. couldn't drill into it, you know. and So it, it it didn't, you know, work out well. It actually destroyed printers, too, because you end up after replacing the printer. It's not right. like you could just – oh, I just – Got a bad cartridge, oh well, and they just replaced it. You know they, you know they were, and and Home Depot would yell at you, <laughs> if, if not Home Depot, Home, uh, Office Depot would yell at you when right. you walked in with a hole in your cartridge because they would be like, oh, it's invalid, we can't, because they, right. they have an exchange it avoids, program,
1: it avoids warranty, so to <laughs>
0: exactly, because they would they would they would see these cartridges and they would you know and they would go, we can't take these, it's got a hole in it, you you destroyed it, you know, because you used to get money off of. A cartridge to uh, purchase so yeah yeah. at
1: at work when i order cartridges they they send it to me in a box with a return label so i take the old one and put it in the thing and sends give it to uh ups
0: yes yeah we do that actually at work because it's a there there's actually a program that hp has developed now in the last couple of years where you can set your printer up online and HP monitors your ink levels and then yes. sends you cartridges, and then you swap them in. You're like yeah, swipe them out and basically put in the new cartridges. And then yeah, because we have like a we have a, actually a few because uh, they kept thinking our ink levels went really low and they kept sending. So we always have like like two or three boxes of the same printer. <laughs> and you know and like yeah you know, like but it's got an envelope so we 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 fill it up and then we send them back and then they send us another box and so we have like three or four boxes of cartridges. You know, <laughs> but we've got a couple of printers that we do that at work and it's, it works out pretty well, you know, and I mean, to me though, I, I think it's expensive, but like I wasn't my decision to make right. it, you know, cause I think it's like, you, it's up to like 35 bucks a month to do it yeah. and you could buy cartridges, you know, and, and it depends on, on how long you use it, you know, type of thing, because you could buy cartridges for 35 bucks and and they could last just two, three months, you know, like right. type of thing where you're paying 35 bucks because they're monitoring it and they're, you know, keeping an eye on it and that, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, they're doing all the, the, the kind of like legwork. All you have to do is just plug them in, pull them out, and, you know, mail them out, right. you know, mail them back, you know, and it's self addressed. So it's not even like you have to put a stamp on it or anything, like, or worry about, like, postage or whatever and just sure. give it to your post office, you know, uh, um, postman, post person, right.
1: uh, I guess. I, I, UPS, dude.
0: Okay, our, I think ours is by the, the post office, the up that gotcha. way. So, But, uh, right. yeah, so it's a... Uh, uh, it,
1: yeah, I thought, you know, Stacey was like, you got to tell me that story. Yeah, bring that to the story. will like that one, sorry. <laughs> 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 but I also did watch um, a few movies this week, too. Okay. Because, you know, um, I watched It Man 1 and 2. Okay. Okay. They're really good movies. I like I've never seen them before and I was like, all right, they're solid. Um obviously I had to they're subtitled, but I really enjoyed them. Thought they were great. I started watching the third one. The third one actually has Mike Tyson in it. Really? <laughs> As like yeah, it's it, he's like a uh, evil la- evil landlord of some sort. Like, you know, he's <laughs> Wow. I don't know how much t- I don't know how much he's in it cuz I just I just started to watch it. And I was like, well, you know, I'll get it back. I'll I'll watch it like later, because I did get to watch uh, the night before. It's the uh, Christmas movie with Seth Rogen, uh, Je- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Anthony Mackey. They're our best friends, and every year they do this big party the night before Christmas, at Christmas Eve, because Joseph Gordon-Levitt's parents died in a car accident. On, like right around Christmas time, so he thought he was going to be alone. They, as you know, when they were fourteen years old, they made a pact that they would never be separated, and mm. it's like a traditional a tradition every year. Um, and then the idea was that this time was going to be the last time they were going to be together, because Anthony Mackie is now a successful football player. Um, Seth Rogen was going to be a dad, so and. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who just broke up with his girlfriend, so it's, he's trying really hard, desperate to keep this memory alive <clears throat> or keep this going, or you know. But the idea was there was this um, party that happened in New York called uh, I think it was called the Reindeer Games. I think it was called, mm. um, and it was like an underground party that you got to invite for, and then when you get the invite, you have to call a number. And that number will then tell you where the address is. It's like a super, super secret underground party that, you know, it's supposed to be the best party of their lives. And they spent like 14 years trying very hard to get tickets and they never could until this, what was going to be the final night of their lives. He, Joseph Gordon was working a checkout, um, hat checkout. And somebody had three tickets in his jacket. So he stole them yeah. to have, you know, to, so they can go out and that's where, Seth Rogen, his wife gives him like a whole box of drugs, and he decides to take it all at the same time. It, <laughs> it's it's very funny. It's a very funny movie. It's, I I recommend this because it was one of those movies where I was like oh, I never seen it before, and I always kind of wanted to see it because where Seth Rogen's walking into a, a Chinese food restaurant with a big ugly sweater with the Star of David on it, and he sees like a bunch of Jewish guys, you know, the Hasidic Jews eating there and he kind of points to them and pulls at his shirt like you are like i'm one of you people
2: like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> all with like hardcore rap music played in the background <laughs> <laughs> and then i also find did i want last night i watched nope um it's like a, like i said the jordan peele movie uh it has to do with ufos uh and uh, horse wranglers uh, horse trainers for hollywood
2: mm-hmm.
1: um I got to say, Ed, phenomenal movie. Like, really, really good movie. It's a little, little hard to kind of, there's like moments where nothing, there's like scenes. Um, Asian guy from The Walking Dead, he plays Isaac in this movie. And mm. Isaac was a child star that was on uh, a sitcom set where there was an incident involving a live chimpanzee. Mm. Uh the chimpanzee went crazy and it was like six minutes of hell. Kid survived it. Um and he, you know, I like, am gonna say maybe he's traumatized by it, but he owns like this kind of like ranch out in the middle of nowhere, like a like a um uh, kind of like a low budget rodeo type thing. It's got like carnival games, they do like shows and stuff. And then not like kind of in the valley, like a little far away, is this family who horse trainers played by uh Kiki Palmer and I forget the other guy's name. He was the lead in Get Out. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> there's an incident that happens that causes uh, their father, the, the, the what do you call it, the ranch owners, their father to pass away. It was a very bizarre accident. No one really understands what's happening. And then it comes comes to find out that there's a UFO. You might have seen the the trailers for mm-hmm. it. Um, and there's a little bit of a twist. A little bit. It's not like like oh my shocking twist it's an interesting twist on a UFO theory um and I don't I don't want to spoil it because it was really really good Mm. um it it wasn't like it I it's not there are some a few horror elements to it but not like scary horror like very thriller and very kind of weird moments you're like well it makes you kind of feel a little uncomfortable because you're not really sure what's going on Mm. um or when it's going when it's happening you're going oh my god that's Wildly weirder. That's creepy, but nothing like. Oh my god, I'm so scared because you know it's it's a UFO. And it's in the middle of the desert, and not that <laughs> desert like the, the valley, and it's like it's. But it's it was really good. Like mm. it kept me kept me interested because um, I was watching it like late last night, and I was like, oh, this is. I, and it's a movie I always wanted to watch, mm. so I highly recommend Nope as well. Especially if you're if you haven't seen it, and you're a Jordan Peele fan. Of his movies, watch it because I'll be honest. Now that I've seen that one, I want to go. I always wanted to see Get Out, and I started watching it, but I just it fell off the side for me. Like now, I'm gonna f- make an effort to actually go see that one. Um, the Us one, I'm not sure if I want to see that one, but that one looks more horror than than um, I might be comfortable for. Cause yeah. it's, I as a chicken, um, but I might. I, I, I get might. So scared. I get scared. I get oh, scared. No. Um, so, like, definitely I felt like Nope was a good introduction while well, know it's his third film. Um, I liked, I really liked it. I don't, I'm don't. i sure there's some subtext there because it's Jordan and I know that Get Out had a lot of subtext and Us had some subtext and there are some subtext things that I go, eh, that might be interesting and maybe that's it, I don't know, kind of. Like, um, it's one of those things where, like, I should really now need to sit down and read an article by somebody who's, like, an authority of, like, no, this is what it means.
2: Huh. <laughs> like,
1: like the UFO represents this kind of person and, you know, how we handle it as a person of color. And I'm like, I'm kind of interested to see what those takes are because huh. I watched it and I'm like, it is a really good movie. I think I should be learning something about myself, but I'm probably too stupid to know what that is yet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, so I highly recommend that one. Uh, yeah, that's it. There were some... Uh, I, 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 like I because I bought them up at Christmas Carol, and I started watching it the other night, because it, right, it, it's a good one. It's not by far my favorite. It's up there, because... You know, to this day, I still do the, like the lamp, not the rat. Like the lamp, not the rat. <laughs> That's my one. <laughs> That's my one takeaway from the movie. <laughs> Whenever I put something on fire, I'm always like, like
2: the
1: lamp, not the rat. Like the lamp, not the rat. <laughs> yeah. You know, now Michael Caine is Scrooge. I mean, it's a good movie. it's. It's you know I was watching the other day I'm like chuckling I'm like yeah it's good, <laughs> <laughs> it's like comfort food yeah
0: because I think that's the one one Christmas Carol movie we watched my wife and I watch together because you know we both enjoy it and you know like we we watch I think we watched the Mickey one the Mickey's Christmas Carol as well but you know the 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 Muppet one it's it just it's funnier you know and it just you know
1: right the next thing I I also am a sucker for uh, the Muppets in space yeah. That's you know it's it's basically the Gonzo origin story which I love yeah and then um, Muppets uh, Muppets Treasure Island
2: yeah that's a good one
1: that's a good one and I can I I think the one that holds dearest to my heart is the uh, Great Muppet Caper really to me is like yeah I mean I I love the first Muppet movie because you know it's got some great songs in it the Rainbow You Know Connection and all that stuff but you know moving right along. Um but I the we recall it the Great Muppet caper to me just crushes it up because I think it brings like a lot more of the Muppets into it right. And as a person who likes animal and there's some there's a good subplot with animal in it
2: right, <laughs> you know, right,
1: yeah yeah you know I'm like All right, I get that like I was never really much of a gonzo fan you know but I I, I respect his place in the group. Which is funny, because like I said, I do love Muppets from Space, but that is such a crazy, wild movie that I mean, it, it, it's, it's
0: hysterical. <laughs> that's, I see, that's the movie that that's my wife and I said that Sipon should sue <laughs> <The> Muppets. Because <laughs> you know there's a character in there and when you see him, you go, oh my god, that looks just like Sipon. I, the,
1: the moment I saw that movie, the first time, I went, oh my god, that Muppet looks like Dave Sipon. Because <laughs> I, 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 I knew him. At the, you know, and then that same character showed up on the Muppets TV show. That yeah, the Muppets tonight. Seen for a while.
0: Yeah,
1: right. And every time I see that character, I want it's Dave. It's Dave. <laughs> Dave's. I mean, he should be flattered. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he <laughs>, laughs. I I mentioned <laughs> to him. We we I made him watch it. You know, like type of thing, and he's laughing. And he <laughs> like he's like I don't see it. <laughs> I'm like you I gotta, don't be see ki- it. It. gotta be kidding me. You gotta be <laughs> fucking kidding me. Oh my god. <laughs> Looks exactly like
1: him. <laughs> I, 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 identical. Like someone went, Oh, I want to make a quick caricature. Now give me the foam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> give
1: me the foam, the felt, a pair of rimmed glasses.
2: <laughs> I've <laughs> got inspiration. <laughs> he is my muse. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Every time we see that character, I'm going, That is a sp- I, I get jealous. I'm like, why don't I? don't I don't have a Muppet that looks like me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've been watching the Muppets since I was a kid. If anybody deserves one, it's me. <laughs> 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 why does Steve get one? Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's a thespian. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're right, he's a fellow actor. He's a fellow actor. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen to the show, right?
0: Sometimes, no. Most of the time, he doesn't, uh, okay. I don't think. Because
1: he's got the same kind of emotional range as a Muppet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now he is. Now I know what he is. <laughs> now you're going to give him the clip. Hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He can't be a muppet because his his is too stiff. <laughs>
2: Damn. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: <sighs> I jest. I jest.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: all right. So that's uh, that's kind of what my week was like. What's uh, what's coming out in video?
0: All right, here we go. Release the. I,
1: I, it's, I'm gonna say it's jack shit.
0: Pretty close, pretty close. It's I mean, before Christmas, nothing comes out. There's a, there's a comes a couple of things that you might want to pick up. I don't know, maybe not. I don't know, just you know, just throwing them out there. Um, this one is getting a lot of buzz. I think it's like, like Oscar or something like that. Tar is coming out. Uh, okay. it's getting released. Okay. Um, this one, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I've seen this like over and over again, and I'm like, well, I might as well throw it in the list. It's the loneliest boy in the world. Okay. I've seen uh, it, and I'm like, I don't know what it is. Um and, I, and so then uh, let's go to the 4Ks. There's only a couple only a couple 4Ks, um and one I think is is it's worthwhile to get a 4K release. The other one I'm I'm not too sure about, but we'll see, we'll find out. Um right. the one I think that's worth the uh, thing is War Games is getting a 4K release this week.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. And the uh, the taking of uh 2, one two three. This is the original it's, 1974 it's, version.
1: It's it's Phalum.
0: Phalum. All right they taking oh, a film, it's one, it's two, film one two three. Yeah. The original.
1: Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll accept that one. Okay. It's usually I'm like kind of iffy. That is, I used to watch that movie a lot. It's weird. I, every once in a while, like I guess when you're a kid and there's not much on television, yeah, you, you kind of tend to gravitate to some kind of cool movies. They actually remade it with um, Denzel Washington and John Travolta. It's the hey, I'm going to take over a subway, All right. and you know the subway conductor or the guy who runs the the, the whole the, the the that part of the the controller the, the controller yeah he yeah. has to kind of handle the situation. Um, what I liked about what's interesting about the original one it's Walter Matthau and Robert Shaw. So Robert Shaw obviously you know from Jaws and yeah. Walter Matthau is mainly a comedic actor.
2: Right.
1: So to see him in kind of more of a dramatic actiony and I'm actually loose actiony loose it's seventies action by the way. You know, it was it was interesting. I really always liked that movie. I thought it was really good. And then when they made the remake with Denzel Washington and John Travolta, I was like, I kind of feel like I need to see that because, and I also like that version too. It was a nice modern telling of it, but I still, you know, I think sometimes I prefer the original over that one. So all right, good. All right, that's nice. Maybe. I'll keep an eye out for
0: that one. Okay. Um, this next one is another Bruce Willis movie, but also because you mentioned him, John Travolta is also in this movie. It's called Paradise City. Yes, uh,
1: I saw the tra- I saw the trailer for that one. Okay. that's interesting. Um, I, you know what? I'll be honest. It's kind of interesting enough for me to want to be like, I think I want to watch that one.
0: Okay. Well, now it's coming out, so uh, you get the uh-huh. get to see that. Um, yeah,
1: maybe I'll, I'll wait for the five dollar bargain bid.
0: Right. Then we have uh the House of Dragon uh the HBO series uh, the that's the uh, prequel season, to season 1 season yeah season 1 yeah. yeah so you get the you get to see that um and then the Secret Headquarters this is an Owen Wilson movie uh movie I think it was like Paramount that released it and uh, now yes, they released Plus TV yeah, show yeah movie movies yeah so now that's out in uh on Blu-ray so now you can pick that up all right and that is it so uh, yeah there's not much um, there is a couple video games coming up this week okay. uh, we have Turtip Boy Commits Tax Evasion developed by Snoozy Kazoo and published by Graffiti Games for the PS4 and that's coming out okay. Tuesday the 20th and then we have Valkyrie Profile Lenneth uh, published by Square Enix for the PS4 PS5 and that's coming out Thursday the 22nd alright and that is all the games coming out
1: Um, uh, I Ed, I have a to make. you do yeah I'm concerned I, there's a game I want to play but it's only on the Xbox it's an Xbox exclusive I, you know what I might be able to find a game pass maybe I can play it on Stacy's laptop which I'm talking to you on now it's a game called High on Life. have you seen clips about
0: this Ed? no I have not
1: it is um, created by uh, the guy, one and a guy who of the half the creators of the Rick and Morty show okay, okay. <clears throat> it's a first person shooter um, however, the guns kind of talk to you because, like, you're like it's an alien race. The plot of it is is that these humans are being captured and being turned into drugs for another species. So we are like, you know, we're, we would be the crack cocaine to another species of alien life form,
2: mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm.
1: So you somehow stumble upon you grab a person's weapon. And now that weapon is a, a life form of itself, and it talks to you. Um, and it talks to you. It's and it's. I'm going to say it's as probably as foul mouthed as you can get, and as dirty as you can get. Like not like not naked, but definitely in like tone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like he's like uh, you're shooting people. Like you're shooting people from the hip, so to speak. Like you're not like looking down the sights. And then gun goes, no, no, pull me up to your face. And he sounds like Morty, which is even funnier. Yeah. Like pull me up to your, pull me up to your face. You can see you shoot better. And, like, now when you pull the gun up to your face, you're kind of, like, like, eye to eye with this creature that's shooting, right? Mm-hmm. And he's he's whispering, going, you're doing great. Kill these fuckers. They all deserve to die. You're the best person I've ever met. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hysterical. Like the clips I keep seeing, there is one where you're talking and this kid is, like, and it's an alien kid. So he's, like, talking shit to you. And he's, like, "Yo, go ahead, shoot me, shoot me. And you pull the gun, and you pull the gun, of the kid, you try to pull the trigger, and the gun goes, No, nah, we can't kill a kid. We're not going to do that. No, that, that's horrible. That's horrible. We're not, I, I draw the line. Eventually, you get to shoot and kill the kid, and he's like, Oh, I can't believe we fucking killed that kid. There goes our E for everybody rating. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah, and it's not even really a kid. Apparently, the alien is like 30. <laughs> so, he just looks like a child an, an alien child, not like a human child <laughs> Definitely like, And then you get to pick up other guns along the way And all those other guns Because you're helping this guy rescue his friends Which also happens to be guns And you pick up a knife And the knife talks like a complete psychopath <laughs> It's hysterical And I want to play this so badly The only problem is it's an Xbox only game because the company that makes it is an exclusive rights with Microsoft. So any game they make now for going forward, it's going to be a Microsoft exclusive. And I'm like,
2: son of a bitch. <laughs>
1: so I'm like, well, I, at one point in time, I did have a free membership to the Game Pass. I got. I wonder if it's expired. But I was mean, like, I guess I should try setting up one on Stacey's laptop. And then maybe get do like a, oh, look, you have a pass, like a weekend's pass. And then sit here one night and game on the laptop.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if uh yeah, well, you should be able to think it's pretty. Um so yeah, I also uh yeah, you know I also got a uh gift. Like I would say gift. Um one of my coworkers won a game for the PS five, however he does not own a PS five, so he said I could have it. Huh. Th- that game was Marvel's Midnight Suns.
0: Oh, alright. How was that? Yeah.
1: I don't know where to start, Ed. Um, <laughs> because I, I, we talked on last week's show, I platinum God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I finished that one, so I needed something to play. I just, just came along. Uh, it's its kind of a tough game because it's, it's a deck-building game where you have cards, and
2: those oh. cards
1: help your actions. and There's a lot of action going on screen, but mostly it's like, okay, I'm going to draw this card and play it. And, you know, when I first got home and loaded it up, because I had it downloaded, and I started playing, it was very late at night. I don't want to say very late at night, but I was tired. And Stacy recorded me as I was nodding off playing the game, because that's how tired I was. <laughs> she wanted to think that it's because I, I think the game is boring. I was like, well, no, it wasn't that. It's the fact that I was really tired because the next day I was by myself. I was playing it for a little while. Um, but it's... Uh, I'm not like, woo, this is great. Like It's... I can say that I, I don't think it's going to be
0: a. I don't think it's a good game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, i like. Yeah, because I, I, I was I was I was minorly interested in it. I mean, I never. I saw a title. I think they sent me an email. Marvel, because I get Marvel emails. Uh, I'm on some mailing right. list somewhere, and like you know, like so they sent it to me, and I'm like, I'm like, huh, you know, and I'm like, and I try to look it up, and I don't think there was any like. Footage or anything like, you know, like trailer or anything that would, you know, I they, they think the trailer was just like, you know, just like cart, like a, like a cartoon action type thing. There was no well, yeah, game.
1: Because the idea is that Lilith comes, uh, Demon Lilith comes up from wherever she's at. She gets re, um, the Nazis, or no, it was Nazis, it was Hydra. Hydra re- um, reanimates Lilith and she basically turns people into her own minions of darkness. And you as the Midnight Suns, you are required to fight the evil the the darkness and you resurrect your character which is named called the hunter by the way they don't even give you a name you're just called the hunter Hmm. and you're you know you're like you're 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 at abbey like an old run-down abbey um and lilith is your mother you know so you're kind of like she's like your half mother or half blood you're like like a, a you're like a demon and a demon hunter. Like, it's – you're tortured is basically what it comes down to. Um, but you have, like, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Blade, uh, some other people that I didn't know because I don't read the comic book, mm. uh, Ghost Rider. Um, they're they're there. I have not had the joy to um, work with, if you might say. Um, but I've worked with, like, Blade. And the idea is that, you know, while you're doing these missions – uh to fight Lilith, uh, you are becoming friends with them and then there's moments cuts not cutscenes, um, when you're between missions you get to hang out at the Abbey and walk around and like walk through the grounds and then like have a conversation with like Blade and then you ask him a question and he'll say something and your response dictates whether or not you gain a point in his friendship level or not in his friendship level I'm like kind of like Animal Crossing a little bit now that I think about it yeah. <laughs> like or the Disney dreams game you got to become friends with these people like and the better your bond with them I guess you get you know better tchotchkes because it's just like anything else. like oh well you get this skin for, but it's going to cost you this much that you can earn by doing missions. But I feel like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I just don't know how long I'm going to continue playing it. Cause I, I was casually playing it. Cause I was like, all right, well, I'm, I was kind of curious about it and I'm playing it and I'm like, it's meh, not even meh. I, I, it's a struggle.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what it is. Uh, I also did download the free upgrade. Cause I bought uh, the Witcher three, the complete edition. Hmm. in in knowing that they were doing a PS5, a free PS5 upgrade for the people who owned it. So I was very interested in, in that. So like it came out on the 14th. So I was like, oh, let me go take a look. And the game looks gorgeous because it's now going through the PS5. It's got the updated graphics and all that. And I got nothing bad to say about Witcher 3 because it's a great game. The only problem I have is that it's Witcher 3 and I put like 200 hours into that game I think. Mm. you know. So now it's like, okay Sean, guess where you start? Level 1. Oh, I have to go get Yennefer again. Uh, find her. Oh, that's great. I know where she's at but and I could go right to her I guess but there's a part of me that's going, oh, like, as I walk I'm like, oh look, here's a side mission. Let me go do that. Oh look, here's another side quest. Let me like. So now I'm playing for like 2 hours and I, I haven't left maybe like a three mile radius of the area that I'm in
2: yeah. <laughs> Like,
1: I'm like this is oh, this is going to be it. I'm, I'm like I'm doing it wrong I'm doing it again I'm just uh. it's not frustrating because I really love the game and the game is gorgeous and I'm really, really happy like seeing it and playing it and I'm like this is great this is awesome it's gorgeous but in the back of my head I'm going dude you know how much time you put in like you bought the game with the season pass you didn't never got to the season pass stuff um, because you spent so much time in the game beforehand. like, And it's like, oh, here's a question mark. Let me go where that question mark is. It's just, I, so much time I spent playing that game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if I have the ability to do it again. Mm-hmm. Because it's so, you know, big and luscious. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
2: you
1: know, but I, I, I and if you've never played The Witcher 3, I advise you go get it. It's a great, you know, adventure game. Uh, but it's, I'll be honest. You, you, you gotta put the time in, and Ed. Right. Ed, you're you're still struggling with a Barrett God of War.
0: Did
1: you go? <laughs> did you ever restart it?
0: No, no, I never, I never, I never, I never went back at all. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm like now thinking like because because I, I pre ordered a game that I should go back to the first game because it's a sequel to a game. Right. So we call it Jedi Survivor. Just, there now, so. Yeah. Right. So I, I I still haven't finished Fallen Order. So I should probably go back and play that. <laughs> but
1: you also didn't finish God of War
0: either. Yeah, I know. And that's and that's to be that's the most that's the most disappointing thing about me is this fact is that I didn't finish like the, other than these last two games. I have always completed every God of War game. I've I've struggled and won each one, and and felt major accomplishment. But these are the first two games that I'm having because I just don't. It's so the dynamic's so different now. It's harder for me to play it. Like like you could, you could. There was there was some skill to God of War, and there was some button mashing, and you could do the combination of the two, and you know, be fine with it. You know, but it's not the. Uh, um, this is this is completely different, and it's some
1: <laughs> okay. I, I want to try to like use, like in the first game there is, and you don't you spend. portion of the game without the blades of chaos
0: yeah you
1: know you do go get those blades again at some point in the game you know and then when you get that you can use those blades whenever you want however you want and it's still the chaotic like the button mash and beauty of the the original in there it's there right you just gotta have to you kind of have to retrain your brain a little bit because it is more story driven and it's more immersive because that camera angle like right over his shoulder and, like, the moment something happens, you get pulled right into it. There's no, like, oh, game's saving right now. I guess there's a boss coming up. It just pulls you into it real quick. Mm-hmm. The second one's the same way. If not, like, maybe a little bit more, like, broader. Like, there is moments where I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. What the fuck? Like, but thoroughly enjoyed every moment of it. I, I tell you, Ed, take a little time for yourself. <laughs> just play. Just play.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I had another head at somebody at work come in and, and a parent and I said that with the disdain that I meant it because they're like I don't understand my kid playing these games blah 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 like, just complaining and I was just like well like, I don't know about you ma'am but when I was a kid I played video games and, and dad's neighbors complained like not complain, but kind of judge my parents by allowing me to play video games and my dad was like well I I know where he's at. Like, I, I know what he's doing. Like, right. Isn't that what I'm supposed to be doing as a parent? Like, keeping an eye on my kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. And and the mom kind of like understood what I was saying, but you could just tell like she was just like, "Harm." And I was like, "Not for nothing, ma'am." There were not, a few years ago, there was a 16 year old kid who won three million dollars playing Fortnite. So think about that when you're thinking, when you're bitching about your kid.
2: <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> oh, speaking. Yeah, speaking of Fortnite. I've lost yes. respect for my, for my nephew. Uh, we, you know, we exchanged gifts and all, and he wanted, like, gift certificates for his PS5. And right. He's going to use some of it for skins for Fortnite. And I was like, you play Fortnite? I'm like, I lost <laughs> all respect for you. as <laughs> <That's> my nephew. <laughs> hey,
1: Fortnite's fun. Now they have, because, uh, cause, you know, I'm kind I'm of person. The, Doing blow actually... is fun. They actually had um, the Linda Hamilton and Terminator uh, exoskeleton skins. (laughs) Like characters. And I was like, I'm like, where were you guys the last season? Because that's where you had Liquid Metal. That was perfect for it. You guys missed the boat on that one. But now you bring it back up for this new, um, it's a new chapter and new season. So the whole island's all completely different. There's like a different storyline that you have to kind of figure out. Um, The Characters and it's also Christmas time, so I have like a a little Christmas character that I'm playing, you know, running around shooting people. <laughs> like, oh, oh oh I now have a machine gun. <laughs> 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 so, uh, and so, uh, so, was that it with the video games?
0: Yes, yes, yeah, and, and you know what you Matt, you were that video game about the the one of the creators of Rick and Morty. I actually oh finished, God. I forgot, I did finish the season six of Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. It's, it's, you gotta see this. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's, I,
1: I I saw that they finally pulled, they finally uh, did a Star Wars bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the, that was, yeah, heard, that, was the, heard, that was the next to last episode of the finale. I,
1: yeah, I heard, like, it's like, oh, what if you dropped a uh, lightsaber straight down? What would ha- what would happen? Uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I will eventually get around to seeing it. I don't have base, I don't have regular cable, so I don't have the Cartoon Network. Um so I have to wait for the season to finish and then show on HBO Max.
0: Yeah, because that was that was a thing that was kind of odd because Sipon and I, you know, talked about that cuz he actually made me watch most of it. Uh, um cuz you know, he watches it regularly at night, you know, and you know cuz I think they're running a marathon tonight. Yeah, uh, you know, starting at eleven o'clock, eleven PM, which you know, Sunday night, which many <laughs> after this, you know, every listening to the show would be like, oh no, it's not this not that the night you're listening to this episode, you're gonna see. It. <laughs> um but it was just funny because like HBO Max like didn't have it. They have all five seasons, the first five seasons, but they don't have season six. And it was just so weird because we were like, I I I I didn't understand this. Um, but so I I I have sling which I was actually recording them off of Cartoon Network but I have on demand with Cartoon Network and it was there so I was able to watch them uh through oh, that okay. so I was at least to get to, to see those uh during the week or whatever but speaking of that though speaking of 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 uh um uh, uh Cartoon Network and like adult swim and and stuff there was also something else that Sipon was telling me about and I watched it and I and I was it's hilarious <laughs> Uh, it's called Adult Swim's Ulog, and basically, it's you know he turned it on. It was I think it was like right after Rick and Morty the finale went on. He was doing right. something on his computer, so he left it on. And you know it's it's a it's a it's a Ulog burning in a fire. You know, like you've seen those TV. Right, you
1: see it all the time. It's like a it's like a hey, like put it on your TV. and You have like a Ulog fire to make it like Christmassy. Yeah.
0: Right. So he's he's on his computer doing some some editing stuff on some something you know I, I don't know I uh, can't remember exactly what it was but he was half paying attention to the TV you know type of thing and he has this on so he leaves it on because you know it's background noise and he's like you know well all of a sudden he hears like a vacuum and he's like what the hell is that and here it's a woman on. the... Cartoon Network on, on some log. and she's on the phone with somebody and it's the owner of the, the cabin that this ULOG is being shot in. And he, she's explaining to somebody that her cleaning service couldn't make it. And she's got to clean it up for some renters that are there. And so she's like, yeah, I'm fine. Blah, blah, blah. But there's a knock on the door. Well, here it's an old lady and this like, um, uh, um, uh, how do I put this? without uh, being politically correct, which I don't think again, a slow man like kind of thing. Okay, and he ends okay. up murdering her. You know, <laughs> okay. so so it's like so all of a sudden it's like wait, what the hell? So the thing is, it's like the the, the u log, but like I I start we we were sitting there and I started watching with them, and the u log burned for at least ten minutes before this action happened. So it's just it's just it's just this background thing, right? So then all of a sudden, like the the uh, the renters come in, you know, from they had a hike or whatever they wanted this long hike, and they they're coming back, and the the murderers are still in the cabin. So they ran off, and like the thing is, the whole time the shot is just of the Yulog. It's just like what goes by the camera and what you hear, type of thing. It's it's one of those kind of. Um, actions going on and it was just so bizarre to me because it was like you know but it's like so then like he backs the camera up now you can see the the living room type of thing and they're having a conversation and he is proposes to her it's a, they're they're a couple they're they're uh dating they're not married yet so he, they get engaged and the thing is the camera goes out it, it took me a while but the camera goes out of focus once in a while because there is a ice uh um uh, holder you know like a, a you know we you know people for champagne put their bottles in right, right the right. thing that's ice you know type of thing well it's reflective well when it goes out of focus that comes into focus and you can see the murderers looking through the doorway reflecting off this oh. <laughs> the, the ice it's bucket
1: like what, remember when they did that um uh that sitcom intro
0: yeah too many chefs and-
1: too many shit. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Too many cooks in the kitchen, and they kept looping the song over and over again. And all of a sudden, you realize that there's a murderer that's been there the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: So, so it it goes on from there. I mean, like you know, and then like the police come, and then they explain that the log that the guy has was from a hanging tree that was from this old group that you know that believe that your evil spirits were in the tree you know type of thing and he's like oh, i didn't know you know like because it was supposed to be a sign that they weren't allowed to touch it but they took the sign down because they had renters because it's the holiday season and they don't want to scare them away so they took the, the sign down the person that owns the property and the sheriff's like we'll I have to talk to that person you know and he's the woman they're both claiming ignorance you know they didn't know you know it was just they thought it was a log that we could use for the fire you know the type of thing and and then it goes into this whole like thing where she gets sucked into the fire, and um, I forget what it was like demons or something. Like that. It gets bizarre. It goes. It's an hour and a half long, but it it, it 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 it's just bizarre. But you watch it. But like I said though, like like you have to be a champ to watch this because like it's at times it, it goes dead, like like kind of thing. Right. And it's just a Yule Hawk. and that's right. But then, like every like, it's like a screensaver that comes on, and something happens, and you're like, "Wait, what happened?" And and you get interested, you know, like watching it, and then accidentally hitting your computer, and then you know, it goes off, and then it comes back on. Like that's the idea, like type of thing. It was, just, but it was just so bizarre, and it's worthwhile watching. It was, it was. I laughed. It was funny. It's worth the uh, worth checking out.
1: Okay. All right. So I do have some news. All right. Um, As we talked about it, 2022, Ed's been kind of a wild ride. Uh Um, lived, we laughed, we loved, played hard, worked hard. Um, I got some, I got some, some news articles, Ed. Um, let me just crack this open. Hey, okay. We talked about last week, um, whole Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 3 being canned, Uh, um, what was said. Remember that? Yes. Well, apparently now, I don't know. I'm going to give give you the article, and you can comment on how this feels, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Director Patty Jenkins fires back at reports she walked away from Wonder Woman 3. Okay? This is from the sci-fi wire. Um, The quote is an ad for Resident Alien. Da, 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 da. all right uh, I never walked away I was open to considering anything they asked of me uh, so the shipping said of DC Universe oh it pop up as galore <laughs> uh, director Patty Draggs fired back at the report from the rat which claimed that the filmmaker angrily angrily left the production of Wonder Woman 3 after the studio asked her to make changes to a treatment she wrote with Jeff Johns uh, she's Quoted it saying, this is simply not true. I never walked away. I was open to considering anything asked of me. Jenkins wrote in a lengthy statement. It was my understanding that there was nothing I could do to move anything forward at this time. DC is obviously buried in changes that they're having to make, so I understand these decisions are difficult right now. I do not want what has been a beautiful journey with Wonder Woman to land on a on a leg, on, a, land on a negative note. I have loved and been so on. Uh, I have loved and been so honored to be the person who got to make these last two Wonder Woman films. She's an incredible character, living in and around her values, makes her one better person every day. I wish her and her legacy an amazing future ahead with or without me. All right?
2: Hmm.
1: So the third Wonder Woman, as I talked about last week, was Greenlit, just two days after the release of Wonder Woman in 1984, nearly two years ago, by the way. Although it received a hybrid release um, from theaters and HBO Max, the first sequel still managed to bring in $169 million at the box office worldwide during the height of the COVID pandemic. Uh, the unexpected success prompted the studio to place a trilogy capper on the, on the fast track to production. Uh, Jenkins also touched on her involvement with Lucasfilm's Rogue Squadron film, which is reportedly still in development, uh, despite being removed from Disney's statue rescheduled back in September. Uh, she quoted, "I originally left Rogue Squadron after a long and productive development process. When it became clear it couldn't happen soon enough, and I did not want to delay Wonder Woman three any further," she explained. When I did, Lucasfilm asked me to consider coming back to Rogue Squadron after World, after Wonder Woman three. Excuse me, which I was honored to do so. So I agreed. They made a new deal with me. In fact, I'm still I'm still on it and that project has been in active development ever since. I don't know if it will happen or not. We never do until the development process is complete, but I look forward to its potential ahead. (laughs) All right. So now James Gunn, who was recently named co-chief in DC entertainment's operation alongside Peter Safran clarified a number of things last week, following the story from the Hollywood reporter dedicated to the overhaul comic book inspired film projects at Warner brothers discovery in particular the investigative piece seemed to imply that the new regime hopes to do away with the quote Snyderverse and wipe the state clean. Since then Gunn has fielded numerous queries from fans and trolls about the future legacy of the characters. Um, One of the things I do know that he did say the powers that be that Patty Jenkins met with was not James Gunn and uh, Peter Safran. It was the people right before them. That they were the ones who said, so, like, I think people are getting confused and not really reading the articles because they're trying to, like, how can you do that, James? Like, throwing James under the bus. Mm-hmm. And James actually had to kind of come out and basically tweet, like, you know, I don't know. I've never – all my interactions with her have always been pleasant. So it's definitely not on our end kind of thing. Like, he was basically smoothing out going, hey, I'm the new guy. I, that wasn't me. It was the other guys. <laughs> Well, you know
0: the the thing that kind of sucks is, and I, I, you know, before you go any further, is, is I think it's probably the press because you know it's like you know you you like I always, you always see like a headline and it's not true because it's just a it's just a tension grabber like you know it's like you know like you know like like they had an apical conversation they're not moving forward there was decision made you know blah blah it's up in the air you know they come to James Gunn and they go you know. Is when is there Wonder Woman three now with uh, uh you know uh, the actress and uh, you know Patty Jenkins blah blah, blah. I, I don't know we we haven't we haven't we haven't reached an agreement yet you know type of thing it's it's more difficult than I anticipated oh difficulty is at Warner Brothers you know right. To, uh, right James Gunn takes over and you know is making shaking things up like,
1: yeah to, to me I feel like it's a little bit of damage control a little bit because um women in Hollywood traditionally have a harder time getting jobs than others and than, than the male counterparts so I think it's hard if if she's a difficult person to deal with and the articles are coming out that she's a difficult person to deal with it is going to make it harder for women directors and women writers because she's supposed to be blazing the path to help make that door oh easier to get through so I think that there's a little bit of a like oh she's difficult she you know like she walked away from the project. she's like, well I didn't walk away from the project, but every other article says you did <laughs> you know, or, 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 or you know the Rogue squadron, you know apparently there was the first time was it really about Wonder Woman or was it about the creative process? because and not only that, but then you also say like no, no, I'm still attached to the Rogue squadron I just don't know if it's going to happen because it's still in the process. I don't know Disney's not really Want to be like Oh yeah We're going to Start a process And then go Yeah you know what? Never mind We changed our mind
2: yeah. <laughs> They,
1: they kind of Do tend to Follow through With what they plan For better Or for worse I mean right. let's face it You know I'm not saying That that they're all Home runs But if they have a plan They try to stick to it And you know Regardless They will they may move Some scheduling around But ultimately They get done What they want to get done In, in their own time frame So I kind of feel like Like Rogue Squadron maybe it's one of those things no no we're still going to work on it if they um like shuffling their feet about it maybe they're not interested in doing it because they don't because of the deal that they have with Patty Jenkins like because of she, maybe she's left kind of a sour taste in people's mouths now at this point
0: right i, I mean I that's a, that's I mean, a possibility i mean i i just think like like rogue squadron is a movie that you know like star wars is is up in the air because I think they're afraid of what's going on, especially in Disney's like shakeups going on in Disney right now, uh, with right. their CEO change over again, back to the originals, the not the original, the former CEO before Bob cheek got you know, he got fired and they're replacing him. Right. So that's, it's, it's one of those type of things where they're like, they're still figuring all that out. And, and cause there's, 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 there's a lot of stories now that they're coming out about, about all that, you know, type of thing that the C- CEO C- and I are following and, You know, under trying to understand better, and it's just like I think dis like Disney with like their you know their movie branches and stuff like that, especially with Lucas and all, they weren't successful in the last couple ones, and they're kind of like going, "Eh, I don't know if we want to you know rush out you know type of thing. They're 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 at the point you know as of a couple years ago, they're banking everything on Disney Plus. Like everything is is being pushed more to Disney Plus than the theaters or, or or anything else you know type of thing. So. A lot of things are, are are hanging on that kind of balance, you know, and they're spending that kind of money and they're not really profitizing off of it yet because they don't have the subscribers that they want. I mean they they they're hitting their marks, you know, type of thing. But there's there's like like what they're telling people and really what they want. You know, like like you know, it's like you know, like like this year we want to hit a hundred million subscribers and they hit it and they go we really wanted hundred and forty, you know, like right. like you know, like we wanted a higher number than that, you know, like type of thing. And and, and some of them they are succeed exceeding their goals. So they're they're, they're they there are uh making the, those leaps and bounds. But it's just I think it's just a lot of money, you know, being passed around and Lucas like is just going, you know, stick with the Mandalorian, stick with the you know, the Bad Bash, stick with the, you know, the animated stuff and the and the and the live action series, you know, the eight episodes, six episodes, whatever, ten episode arcs, you know, and we'll go with that, and just you know, like this, keep the Star Wars fans happy, like some, you know, and there's, there's some people that are, are, are indifferent about certain properties, and some, you know, right. love you know more properties, but it's like everything else around here. Um, but the you know, it's just it's it's one of those type of things where it's just like Patty Jenkins has got like squeezed out twice because you know, like you know, like. Disney's going to be kicking around Star Wars movies cuz they they uh, they still haven't announced what anything is going to be, yet, you know, a like, type of thing cuz right. there were so many different uh, uh, uh Taika Waititi supposed to have one and and right. was it Rain Johnson that did the last Jedi? He right. was supposed to have a series like a type of thing and they, they were talking about uh, the 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 guy from Marvel um, uh, uh, I can't think of the head of Marvel. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. He was, they were talking about giving him a trilogy to work with. So they were throwing, like, <laughs> shit on the wall, and they're going, what's sticking? Like, what's, you know?
1: And, and you get a Star Wars movie. You get a Star Wars yeah. movie. You get a Star Wars
0: movie. Somebody, somebody's going to come out with a successful one, you know, type of right. thing. And and it's just like, and they, they're just not looking at the model correctly. I mean, the problem was the fact is that they didn't outline those three movies the two different directors, basically, and the, the basically like I feel bad for um uh uh the the uh the one Arise, uh star Skywalker rises uh, uh, director uh, what's his name J J Abrams J, thank you I'm I'm blanking out names today again <laughs> surprised right. Um, but, J.J., because it's just like, you know, it's just like your range out and just go, good luck, you know, like, uh, I pretty much screwed everything over, you know, in the last Jedi. You're going, because I, I walked out of that and going, well, I don't know who's going to be the director after this one, but he's fucked. And it's just like, J.J., right. you're like, he's like, I got a plan. I'm like, I doubt you do. <laughs> right. I doubt you do because... Cause I mean, like he, he's like you know, Rain Johnson's pretty much wrapped everything in a bow, and the and the, the you know in the second movie you're going, Oh, we well, just have to make another one, you stupid ass, you know. <laughs> like you, know, you weren't really supposed to kill Snoke, or you know. And I'm thinking, right? And, uh, the thing that's what kills me the most is I'm like, I'm like, I know they were looking, like you know, Kathleen Kennedy was in there, like going, yeah, that's a great idea, let's go with it, you know. Like and you're right. going, oh, that was a dumb idea, you know. You shouldn't have gone with that one, you know. Like it just. You know, at the time it looked great, but then you know, af- after the fact, they're going, "Oh, we got to make more of these." Oh crap! Like, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> like, so, but I didn't say that Patty Jenkins got screwed because it's like that she's got that problem. But then more, you know, DC's going through their change. You know, like they're, you know, it's- well,
1: it's a, it's a my next article deals with that change. Ed. Okay, last um, we saw you saw Black Adam, right? Yes. Okay. At the end of the movie, who shows up?
0: Uh, Henry Cavill. Right, as? Superman.
1: And everyone's like, oh my God, Henry Cavill's back. And he's like, hey, guess what? I'm back as Superman. And now he's not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Apparently, here is the statement that he uh, had. Um, I just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and it's sad news, everyone. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman. After being told by the studio to announce my return back in October, prior to their hire, this news isn't the easiest, but that's life. Again, saying, hey, it's not these guys' fault. The other, guys, people, other people said, I'm back, and now I'm not. Um, the changing the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them and all involved with the new universe the best of luck and the happiest of fortunes. Uh, for those who have been by my side through the years, we can mourn for a bit but then we must remember Superman is still around everything he stands for still exists and the examples he sets for us are still there my turn to where the cape has passed what Superman stands for ne- will never never will uh, it's been a fun ride with you all onward and upwards and then he has a, a picture of him as in the in the suit and all <sighs> uh, now apparently like obviously the reason why that's happening is because um James Gunn apparently is writing a Superman story. They're 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 going back a little bit, not back to the drawing board, but because I'm trying to think. uh, Superman reboot writer James Gunn reiterates that his movie will not be another origin story. Um. Oh, thank God! Just uh, huh?
0: So, no, thank God.
1: Right. Like, I don't think. I mean, I think again. I feel like with Batman, with a lot of the superheroes that are that they're making movies of they don't really need an origin story because most people are know them iron man sure needs an origin story captain america sure why not it's an interesting origin story but i think like superman batman wonder Woman, even spider-man i don't think they were just i mean they did it with spider-man no real origin story as like like black and white like this movie is going to tell the story about how spider-man became to be well, I do feel the three movies that Tom Holland had, if you put them together, it makes a gigantic arc of an origin story in a way. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Superman and James Gunn. let um, let's see. DC Studios CEO James Gunn is currently in the midst of writing a new solo outing for The Man of Tomorrow, minus Henry Cavill. Uh, now he's confirmed on Twitter that he doesn't plan to deliver yet another movie showing the destruction of Krypton, Baby Cal-El's arrival in Kansas, and the childhood and teen years when she learned to become a hero. Uh, instead, we're told, uh, as we told you last night, apparently this is from comicbooksmovie.com, the plans is to focus on a younger Clark Kent during his early days in Metropolis. That sounds an awful likely year one or year 2 storyline. Uh, it's an interesting approach to Superman in this new DC, DC universe. In Variety's report, it said that, quote, the script will focus on a character's life as a cub reporter in the fictional city of Metropolis. Audiences will encounter him um, meeting key characters like Holly Lois Lane. Uh, that's, that's bordering on being an origin story, but we're hoping Gunn has found a way to put a fresh spin on his period and emergence of Superman as a hero. Of course, we'll eventually get a new take on Superman's earliest years in the uh, sheeny Coates movie set the. Feature the black lead in the period setting. Uh, stay tuned for updates. Um, someone said, uh, someone quoted like, you know, are you writing, directing? And James wrote on Twitter, uh, I am writing and have been for while. Wow. We don't know who's directing. Uh, we don't know who's directing. And someone said, are you writing, directing? He's like, no way. <laughs> yeah. and, oh, sorry. Someone said, someone said, please tell me this is not an origin movie. And he's like, no way. Um, which, again, I'm kind of glad. I don't think we need another Superman origin story. I think not only did you get it for Henry Cavill's Superman, um, but you also got it on the TV show because Clark and Lois is still on TV or Lois and Clark or whatever they're calling the TV show on the CW. Um, well, that's still around. I think everyone kind of at this point knows that Superman came from the planet Krypton and it blew up under him as he was floating away from it as in a, a rocket ship and raised by sweet parents from Kansas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, I think that's given. I am kind of interested and in, I, I don't technically think that it's an origin story if it's just like oh, I've been, I'm have been i hired at the I'm hired at the what do you call it? Delhi, I almost said Delhi Bugle.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> at, the, at the Delhi Planet. And this is my first, like, lead story on something. I don't know. That's not really an origin story. Maybe an origin story for his, you know, for Clark Kent, not necessarily Superman. But, you know, I mean, I'm interested. Like, I kind of feel like James Gunn hasn't really let me down in his superhero movie writing.
0: Right. And, and I, you know, I do have faith. But to me, though, the, the idea, though, of the, you know, basically kind of, but it's not an origin story. Oh, yeah, no, he's not flying from the planet. He's not a child, you know, type of thing. But in a way, it's kind of like his, you know, uh, like half origin story, you know, type of thing that you're going to get out of him. And I don't know. It's just. I, I <laughs> You got to see a trailer. Right. I got to see a trailer first. <laughs> it's just really because because that's the thing. Like it, it just kills you because you're going you're you're going, uh, you know, I'm like I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, how, how many origin stories do we need as Superman? Like, how many times do we need this told to us? Like, you know, and right. and then, and, I, and then I'm thinking about it. And I'm thinking, you know, to be honest with you, yeah, there's only twenty two, right? <laughs> I think at this point, Batman's got a lot more origin stories than than. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: they've told Batman's origin story way more. It's like, hey, you know, we're gonna keep beating this. Take us, when his parents are dead, right?
0: <laughs> like.
1: Hey, in case you forgot in the last movie, his parents are still dead. Right, he's scarred by it. <laughs> and,
0: and the thing is, you you got to um, uh, I don't know, just you 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 right. You have to put faith in, in James Gunn, and it's just like you know, like you, you know, like like I said, I haven't seen a superhero movie yet, and I even saw the Super movie. You know, the movie Super. Right. And, you know, and I thought that was good. So to me, it's like you know, like I I, I can't see him. Failing at this, you know, type of thing. Of course, though, we've said that in the past, and we've seen failure. Sure. So, I
1: mean, like, look, not for nothing. My next article is like, you know, don't worry about Henry Cavill; he's fine. You know why? Because he's going to star and produce in a Warhammer four thousand series, forty thousand series. Like, if if you've known, if anybody who's a fan of of Henry Cavill's work, you know that he is an uber nerd. I'm talking. He is a nerd, nerd. He's the nerd that makes all other nerds look bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he he's, is.
1: He's handsome. He's built. He's an actor. And what does he do for fun? He plays World of Warcraft. He plays The Witcher. Not only did he play The Witcher video game and read the books, he's like, I'm going to be Geralt on the TV show. You know, until he's not now. But and then it's like, oh, I get to be Superman. And look at how, and I paint the miniature figures for Warhammer 40,000 cause I'm a nerd. Like he'll, if you ask him what his PC rig is like he'll go into detail about the graphics card that he has.
2: Right. I'm
1: talking there is no way that if we were teenagers or tw- in their 20s and try to talk about a woman uh, talking to a woman about that stuff there is no way she's going, oh I'm going home with that guy. You know, well... but, <laughs> but Henry Cavill walks in handsome and gorgeous and a, you know,
2: muscular, yeah. you
1: know, it's like, oh, I also like eight, you know, little Warhammer figurines and they're oh, all of them are going, oh, my God, that is so interesting. Tell me
0: more. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, like, if we looked like Henry Cavill, yeah, then we would have scored, you know. Like, sure. Like, we would we have gotten the babes. Our lives would have been completely different, you know. But we weren't, we weren't Henry Cavill's. We were
2: us. Um,
1: I'm, I'm painting my D&D figurines this weekend. It's going to be great. Uh, that's great. I'm sorry, nerd. Move away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, uh, after announcing his exit for The Witcher last month, Cavill was expected to reprise his role as Superman on the big screen. However, Cavill's now acknowledged that this time of the role is over. But according to The Hollywood Reporter, is already attached to star in an adaptation of Warhammer 40,000. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter notes that Cavill is also attached to the series as an executive producer, and that the show will be produced by Vertigo Entertainment. Amazon Prime Video is reportedly in the final negotiations to run the series. However, the Hollywood Reporter specifically said that Amazon has not yet closed the deal, and this will not be Cavill's next project. Once the deal has been made, showrunners, directors, and writers will have to be hired. Uh, in case of those people who have never heard of Warhammer 40,000, it's a tabletop role-playing game that debuted in 1987, which features miniature models and part of its, as part of its gameplay. It takes place in the far future, and humanity finds itself at war with aliens and supernatural monsters. Essentially, it's a blend of sci-fi and fantasy that has proven to be wildly popular over the last four and a half decades, so much so that the franchise has spawned novels, video games, an animated movie, and an animated TV series. Ah, uh, Cavil is perhaps one of Warhammer's most well-known fans, as he even paints the miniature models as a hobby. It's unclear which role ha- Cavill will play in the potential series, or where it will be set within the lore of the game. Uh, so, for now, Amazon Prime Video hasn't made a formal announcement for the show, but assuming it goes forward, the announcement will follow. <laughs>
2: huh. So
1: he's like, you know, I I, okay, I I played Geralt, not anymore. I played Superman, not anymore. You know, I'm, I'm going to play this little figurine that i painted for years i'm the i'm the next him <laughs> i mean like look a part of me is like that lucky son of a bitch it's really the guy i'm like how awesome is it for you to have a, a job in life to be able to play some of these iconic characters that he has loved for ages like, you know, if someone would have said, Sean, sure, you know, what, you're going to be an actor and you're going to get to play, you know, Han Solo in like a young Han Solo movie, I would have been like, get out of here. You know? uh-huh. That, w- that would have been a dream of mine. And right. if I was in a position, I would have could have been that guy. Maybe. Who knows? You know, um, as a person who like, you know, like, you know, the diehard movies, Sean, we're going to do a John McClane origin story. We're like, you need to be John McClane in.
2: Right.
1: You know? Or it's like, sure, you you used to play D&D. Now you get to play, you know, what was the characters you named? And here, help us write a story or something. It's like dream projects. And I'm I'm happy that somebody of fame not only acknowledges it, that he gets to play in those characters, but ultimately I think, too, it brings a a more positive spin on those type of things. Like, I mean, I've never played Warhammer 40,000. Maybe I might have dabbled in a video game or two but I don't really it's strategy based and I'm like, it's never really been my thing weirdly enough. Maybe I just never give it a, a full chance. Um, but it's nice to know that, that somebody of you know Henry Cavill's stature can be like, Hey, I like this and I think this is cool. And I think this is fun. And like, people are going, Oh, well, I guess it's okay if he likes it.
0: Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. He doesn't look like a nerd. It must right. be cool.
1: The kid over there who's you know rubbing snut on his on his sleeve who says hey he thinks he's I think you're purdy every day I don't you know and he sits on my pits behind me in math class I, I have no you know no desire for him whatsoever you know but now that you know he previously says he plays Warhammer eh, maybe <laughs> <laughs> like, who knows maybe give the guy a shot <laughs> we're saying is give the nerds the shot ladies right you never
0: <laughs> never you know. just hear
1: it. They deserve a shot. And look, who knows? You could potentially be dating the next Henry Cavill.
0: There you go. There hey. you
1: go. You know, kiss enough toads, you'll find yourself a prince. All right. So, Ed, I also have um, – I don't know if you know it or not, but Harrison Ford's going to be in a TV show.
0: Mm, is this – oh, wait. um
1: it's a uh, 1923 with Harris, uh, Helen Mirren signed on to star in 1923 with Harrison Ford before reading scripts. <laughs> I took a leap of faith.
2: <laughs>
1: I, I love her. Yes, and this is this is from Variety. Um, it's a big week for Dame Helen Mirren. Not only is 1923 her upcoming Paramount Plus series debuting on Sunday, but she's also the narrator in the Barbie trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, did you see the barbie trailer no you gotta look at it. it's fun. it's hysterical um i only certain people will get the joke which is of the trailer uh-huh. i'm not i'm gonna just leave it at that um she also dropped in to play the therapist in kendrick lamar's count me out video two things she can't help but laugh during our interview <laughs> she's like I do love to mix it up she told Variety on Friday morning <laughs> I love to do whatever is quite different from the last thing I've done and I'm very very fortunate that I'm sort of being allowed to do that I have, I'm have, i having an enormous amount of fun doing it she does look like she's having a blast doing everything she's doing Yeah, like I can't wait to see her in Shazam uh, Mirren is no stranger taking the new steps out of her comfort zone that's what she did for the latest installment of the Yellowstone Universe so have you watched that TV show, Yellowstone?
0: No, but I've heard, of, I've heard nothing but great things about it.
1: Stacy watched it. Um, she liked it. It's, it's really it, – and what I've seen, it, it, it's a solid good show, and it's spawned already like two spinoffs. This one is um, called 1923 in which she co-leads alongside Harrison Ford. <laughs> I would never would have thought I would have seen the two of them ever in a movie together. Uh, she's like, uh, I wasn't hugely familiar with the whole thing. What interested me about um, about I did see, 1883, and that era of American history has always been really fascinating, has really fascinated me, she mm. said, of, of joining the franchise. The fact that Harrison was going to be involved was very important for me. Both of us are committed to it without really reading any <laughs> – both of us committed to it without reading any scripts. We didn't really know what we were signing up for. The specifics of what we were signed up for, uh, we had to trust Taylor's extraordinary abilities as a writer, and we took a leap of faith. Both of them were like, yeah, you, you want to be in the movie? In a, don't let me in a TV show. You want to join me? Sure, why not?" <laughs>
0: I'm, 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 I'm just. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. They
1: have worked together before in 1986's *The Mosquito Coast*. They now, now they portray husband and wife, Cara and Jacob Dutton. Who are managing a family farm in Montana amid many hardships?
0: <laughs> I, I'm it, I'm just stunned. I'm I'm, I'm not so much with Helen, Helen Mirren because I, I I think like she can do what she wants and she'll
1: she walks into a room and I am Dame Helen Mirren. You will address me as such, and I am going to do this. You have no say in the matter. Why? D H M. That's why. And they go, oh, okay, she's she's a dame, let let her do it, right? And, but she and, but she brings everything with professionalism and fun and joy, and she's just like, I just don't care. I'm just she's like the crazy aunt that takes you to go drinking when you're like just under twenty. Don't tell your mother,
0: right? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I mean, to, to to me though, it's just like you 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 know, you, like it's, I don't know how to put this. It's 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 so bizarre because it's like 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 you you know i i guess because they've done so much and you're going you're going what else is there you know it's like oh we got to get into these kind of like franchise things and all like and that's just like right this is not a superhero one this is you know a western you know and you know right. so it's, it's
1: a it's a period piece western and she, you know i wonder how she's is she gonna pull up a is she gonna pull up a southern exit that says remind Montana, it's not the South. I've never heard Helen Mirren speak without a British accent in anything she's ever done.
0: Right, so, so this should be interesting. This should and be just,
1: tr- just just for the record, it actually premieres tonight. So after to Run the Show, I think I'm going will watch that episode.
0: Okay, <laughs> but the the to me the 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 big the more bigger shocker fact is is Harrison Ford. Like like yes. this one. Like okay, like this makes sense. Actually, this nineteen twenty three makes sense for him to be in because I think he's done westerns and. You know, he's... Yeah,
1: cowboys versus aliens.
0: <laughs> didn't he do? Didn't he do other westerns though? In the like way back when? I guess not. Maybe not. Oh uh, yeah,
1: the Frisco Kid with Gene Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> really? Are you, I mean, you're talking about a real western. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say the two of them were real westerns. One's a comedy, one's a sci-fi. But, um, I don't know if I've ever seen him. I mean, outside being on a horse in Indiana Jones movies, they're not westerns. I don't know if I've ever seen him in a Howdy, Cowpoke. <laughs> kind of cowboy but it's,
0: it's it to me it's, it's just so bizarre because it's like like how angry he gets like with star wars fans and like he like like he'll he'll tell the truth like it's not that great but enjoy me in this movie you know show or whatever you know like kind of thing and and then and now he's gonna do like you know he's gonna be thunderbolt ross and and exactly. you know captain of new order and you're going wait what like that's right. still a stunner for me to to, to hear. Like, and, uh,
1: who are like who are you and what you do with the real Harrison?
0: Right, exactly. Like he's he's doing all these like roles and stuff, and you're going, wow, like you know, like like especially like Expendables three, and you're going, wait, what? Like, right? <laughs> you know, you're you, you know, you're you're he's, he's on all this stuff, and you're going, is he because he needs money? Is, is <laughs> do so. I think it's,
1: I think he's just hit that age and at that status where he's like. Yeah, sure, whatever. Hang what, on, I'm not doing anything Tuesday. Sure, I'll I'll, I'll be there. Rick, <laughs> When you're to your TV show. Uh, you know, is it a TV show? It's on a streaming platform. Sure. How many episodes? I like, mean we figure like if it's like ten episodes, um, you know, maybe it's like you know local work. I don't know. I don't know. The question is like, is this a one and done series or is it going to be like season five of? <laughs>
0: You know, I I and, I doubt that 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 would be a that would be a stretch. I think if he was doing multiple seasons for something like that, I I mean, or, you know.
1: or if he's doing multiple seasons, it's already in his contract and he'll he'll do it like those scenes throughout the year that he's filming season one,
2: right? You
1: know, it's like we got him for two seasons, yay! But I I don't know, like having that, I don't know if these spinoff shows of Yellowstone are like. Just encapsulated moments that once that season is done, it moves on. Like uh, how The Watchmen was a one and done season. You're like, all right, eight really good, ep- eight to ten really good episodes, and they move on. You go, that was satisfying. It was like a good meal. You get to watch it, enjoy it, and you, character arcs over like ten, eleven hours. You're like, all right, that's good, and then that's it, done. Yeah. You know? I just I just can't like I said the, it starts the 18th which is tonight and I'm like okay well I have pound round plus so maybe I'll check out the show because not I got, you know I could sacrifice an hour to watch two actors that I actually like a, a lot
0: okay.
1: <laughs> in a in a period western
0: like, all right sure
1: um I got one more article okay now apparently Avatar the Way of the Water opened this weekend did it yes it did and I have uh, some weekend box office numbers are in
0: right. right,
1: so this is from comicbook.com I usually bring it up so take it for what it's worth Um, I don't know how accurate they are but and I'll be honest like I said we are going to be taking a vacation for a few weeks um, hoping to see the movie while we're away Mm -hmm. I know Stacy's very interested in seeing it and we both have some time off coming up uh, this week so we might go see it Um, might I guess it depends on where the theater is at. But anyway, so it's the opening weekend. Um, the Unfortunately, and I say this, the, the, way of, the Way of Water's opening weekend numbers are below projections. But still the biggest thing in the box office so far. Hmm. The Avatar sequel earned $53 million on its opening day, leading to an opening weekend total of $134 million domestically. Uh, the blockbuster was projected to hit $150 though. Hmm. Um, The movie, though, has received mostly positive reviews from critics, although its Rotten Tomato score is falling. Uh, This consensus on the review, Eric reads, Narratively, it might be fairly standard stuff, but visually speaking, Avatar The Way of Water is a a stunningly immersive experience. Um, Comicbook.com guy had high praise for the film, awarding it a 5 out of 5 review, Ed. Um, apparently the film is an ever-evolving medium that for better or worse demands a quote, what have you done for me lately hunger from its audience in the 13 years between Avatar films, sheesh um, fans have treated uh, have been treated to a rebirth of Star Wars, the meteoric rise of the Marvel I wouldn't say the meteoric rise of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and an overall box office boom that has made billion dollar pictures of regular occurrence with an abundance of uh, theatrical treats over the past decade, the magic of Avatar has been somewhat overlooked. If there is any doubt, James Cameron reminds audience exactly what he's capable of. Words do not do Avatar the way of order justice. While this film has all the makings of a -a once-in-a-lifetime theatrical experience, audience should relish the fact that there is much much more to come. Uh, So here's a list of the top films of the box office this weekend. Obviously, Way of the Water is number one, which made $134 million.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Jake Sully and Nateria formed their family and are doing everything that together. However, they must leave their home and explore the regions of Pandora. With an ancient threat resurfaces, Jake must fight a difficult war against humans. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever uh, has made so far four, 418 almost $419 million. Um... Uh, Violent Night, which is new. it's been uh, three weeks in. Uh, that's the one with uh, it's made thirty four in almost thirty five million dollars. It's an elite team of mercenaries breaking to a family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone hostage inside. However, they aren't prepared for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds and he's about to show why this Nick ain't no saint.
0: Right. <laughs> I saw the trailer for this. It looked interesting. It did. It uh, looks like a fun movie. Like, yeah. I,
1: they're, Mel Gibson did one last year called Fat Man, Mm. where he kind of plays Santa Claus, sort of. Um, Strange World has made almost $34 million in the four weeks it's been on, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, The menu is.
0: And speaking of Strange World, though, that is going to be on Disney Plus on the 23rd of December.
1: Okay, so I got to watch it for Christmas, the Christmas Eve movie or something. There you go. All right. Um, the menu, which I'm interested in seeing, it's, uh has made $32 million so far. Mm-hmm. It's the the party of people invited to an island with a private chef and things go wacky. Yeah. <laughs> um, Devotion, which is uh, $18.7 million, inspired by the true story of Jesse Brown, the first black aviator in the U.S. Navy history, and his enduring friendship with fellow fighter pilot, fighter pilot Tom Hunter. Hmm. Uh, The Fablemans that uh, has made $8.66 million. Uh, That's basically um, Steven Spielberg's semi-autobiographical film about himself. Mm. About a kid. Uh, Sammy Fableman falls in love with movies after his parents take him to see the greatest show on earth. And armed with a camera, Sammy starts to make his own films at home much to the light of his supportive mother. Dad, not so much, by the way. Um, Black Adam obviously has made $167.7 million total I guess um, maybe we know about that one and number nine I Heard the Bells which has made almost $5 million hmm. uh, it's, it's known as American poet Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Henry Wadsworth Longfellow leads an idyllic life until the day his world is shattered by tragedy with a nation divided by the Civil War and his family is torn apart Henry puts down his pen. The sounds of Christmas morning reignites the poet's last voice as he and he discovers his rekindled faith. All right, it's a Christmas movie. Go go figure. Yeah. And, and number ten is Empire Light, which has made a total of four hundred seventy-one thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, because it only went up to number ten because of uh, it made two hundred twenty-five thousand over the weekend. Uh, this right. weekend, so that's why it jumped from. So it made half of its budget, over half of its budget, this weekend alone. So there you go. Uh,
1: It's a romance in a beautifully old cinema on the south coast of England in the 1980s. (laughs) I'm like, that's a period piece now. Shit. (laughs) Sam Mendes wrote and directed Empire Light. Stars Olivia Colman, Michael Ward, Monica Dolan, Tom Brooke. All right. Good for them. All right. And that's it. That's all I got.
0: All right, I'm kind of I'd surprised because I, I heard yesterday, and I, I I don't know if he's really is, but I heard that Dwayne Johnson is fired from being Black Adam.
1: I have not seen anything about that. Here's I did
0: see I did see the fact that he did un like unfollow things with DC because of the firing of Henry Cavill because.
1: Well, he- Here's the problem. The, the article that I read, um, I don't know. If you just finished. I mean, he's unfollowed some things, but he might be. The articles that I've I've popped up, um, it's that, and a lot. A lot of people. First of all, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's rocks. It's his fault that Superman got canceled. That that Henry Cavill isn't Superman anymore, um, and that he wanted that so bad that that's the reason why he didn't want to be in the Shazam movie. That he distanced himself from the Shazam movies because he didn't want to star with second stringers, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I I can kind of sort of believe it. You know, if you want to make as much money as you possibly can, that's why there's no cameo. You would think that it wouldn't be natural because he is Shazam's bad guy for him to show up in a Shazam movie maybe Shazam is more of a light, fun hearted movie where, I mean, let's face it. Black Adam is kind of gritty and dark and it's, it's perfect for the Snyderverse. But if you're not having those characters in a Snyderverse, verse, like I don't think James Gunn's going to do a dark, gritty Superman movie. I think he's going to be filled with truth, justice, and you know, the nice way of everything about it, like hearkening back to maybe Christopher Reeve or Superman, mm. you know? And, I mean, let's face it. For to, to do that, you are going to need a younger actor because Henry is like in his forties, I think. I know it says it's horrible to say that, um, but with the Rock's thing, I mean, maybe he's mad because people that the people that he was working with before the new regime came in. It was no, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And then he because the Rock was like the things that have been shifting in DC, and next thing you know, it's it's like. It's like being like your boss tells you, Ed, you're the best worker I have. I'm going to promote you. You're going to get your own store. You're going to be going to be awesome. Like you're going to be the best guy. And all of a sudden, he quits, and then you have new people show up, and the people are like, "Well, we're not making those same promises because we don't know anything about you. Like we're gonna, mm-hmm. we got see if you're, we got to see if you're worth it because." yeah sure we can't, we're can't. we not going to follow through on the promises of other people it's like you know in, in the great play Hamilton um, you made a pact with King Louis but his head's in a basket how is he going to honor that pact hmm. <laughs> you know like you know so maybe it's it's kind of one of those things where like now he's like well well, maybe he had to sit down with James Gunn and, and the new regime and they're like okay well this is what we want to do with Black Adam I, it would be a shame to introduce this a uh, you know a new character just to have him kind of fall by the wayside because of uh changing of the guards i you know i I don't know I kind of part of me just wants to kind of see how this plays out because I just don't think Rock spent ten years of his life apparently trying to get Black Adam on screen and then to have it all pissed away because two other people just signed on to be the boss. It
0: just doesn't make sense you know what i mean yeah true and i you know I'm, I'm you know like i said like i i just found out yesterday and i was kind of like looking up things last night and all and this morning and i just kind of it was kind of like i don't know if this is true or not but the the, the it's something to think about because it's just like i'll be honest with you i mean did you see the black Adam movie
1: i did it's it's an okay movie right it's it's not, it's, it's, it's not yeah it's the average superhero movie i wasn't like when i walked out i was like oh my god i watch something different it's same shit different suit you know it was nice it was kind of cool to watch movie there were some pretty cool things some of the animation was a little off a little wonky i'll admit um but overall i thought the movie was perfectly fine and i enjoyed it and i would watch it again and it will be like it'll be a part of the collection when it comes out in blu-ray you know because i enjoyed it am i like a Black Adam fan? No, I'm a, I'm a Dwayne Johnson fan, so I'm like, alright, I'll support that movie. But if they had some mm-hmm. other guy that I didn't know, if they hired an unknown actor to play Black Adam, I probably would have been like, oh, okay, it's great. Kind of like I like I want to see Black Panther, but I'm also like, well, it should be hitting streaming anytime soon. I'll just wait a little couple more weeks, and then I'll watch it that way, and then go, hey, then I'll buy it. And I just... The rock was enjoyable. I mean, the, the black item was enjoyable, but like I said, I, I wouldn't, it didn't, you know, reinvent the wheel.
2: Mm.
1: You know, it just made the wheel a little shinier. You know, he turned that bitch sideways and shoved it up someone's candy ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know,
1: um, yeah, so I mean, but if he, if, like, but it's hard if you now have new people who maybe want to set a different tone. Now, I thought, like, again, James Gunn is... The Guardians of the Galaxy movies are pretty good. I'm sure the third one's going to be fine. Um, the Suicide Squad movie I thought was great. I really like that one. Um, the Peacemaker TV show was good, and they're all not, like, heavy-duty, like... I, are there gray tones in those, those movies? Is everyone moody? I don't I didn't think so. They... they the snyder kind of was dark and gritty and grungy and i think that if you're gonna have the rocks black adam in that kind of a tone then you know what there isn't a place for that in this in this new dc mm.
2: you
1: know but i don't think i don't think rocks done like oh no screw it i'm gonna walk away from the whole thing it just doesn't make sense he's a smarter businessman than that you know, people are saying that the movie failed, but I don't know if the movie failed. I, I, it's hard to—I don't know. I'm not the one counting the beans, right? You know,
0: uh, I—I—I right? I, I mean, I—I I, I don't know I, either. But I—I I would kind of—I would kind of be like, oh, if it did, if it like, if people are saying that, then I kind of go with like, yeah, I kind of
1: right honestly think too like you know if he's been spent so much time trying to develop this movie and also with the pandemic and all that stuff like there's a lot of hype behind it and that hype machine kind of maybe people just got tired of like you know what yeah yeah sure you know it's a great movie whatever it's rock he's buff and super big and look at how much all the muscles he has and whoo that's great and they just get maybe they got fatigued over that which is possible it's Mm. quite possible like I mean, how many people are like, oh, another Tom Cruise movie? Fucking hate that guy. I'm not gonna go see that movie. You mm-hmm. know, maybe some people are just like, oh, look, The Rock's a superhero now. Go figure. You know, and then move on. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's got, he now he has definitely fallen down the well of Schwarzenegger too because he's got a Christmas movie coming out called Red One, where he where um, we call it J.K. Simmons
2: mm-hmm.
1: is playing Santa, a buff Santa. <laughs> you, know what, you know what i've learned ed if, if you take any away from the show this week this is your lesson do not work with the rock because the moment you sign up to do a movie with the rock you go start going to the gym with him
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> because everybody i know that has worked with the rock next you know they're a little bit more beefier they're a little bit more buff Look at Zac Efron. He's you know not a super strong, buffy dude. Next thing you know, he stars in Baywatch, and he's you know bulging with veins in his arms because he's working alongside Dwayne Johnson.
0: Well, that's the same. Like you, you know, you you like like a lot of those actors and all think they're all fit and all and, and you know stuff like that. And, and then they then they see the Rock walk in, they're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, like, yeah
1: you, you suck in your gut a little yeah. bit. You arch your back. On hey, how you doing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and i'm sure i'm sure like i'm sure it's like like how do you do it like i thing and he's like oh i got this regiment blah 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 he's, i'm sure he's willing to tell everybody like how well, rockets yeah,
2: he, he is he goes
1: on his instagram all the time about like hey today's a cheap day where he has like a three gazillion dozen piles of pancakes and he carbs up for the day and then you know like joe rogan says there's no way a person can be that big without being on steroids. But I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I think at some point it would be known if he did or did not. But he is definitely dedicated and puts the work in. And it's, the only person I would hate to work with would be Tom Cruise. Because Tom Cruise makes you do your own stunts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just I can't – Tom, Tom, I, can, I, can we just do this in post? Can we get a – An actor, digitalized my face. No, man, you're doing it. I'm doing it. If I'm doing it, you're doing it. (laughs) We're going into space, man. (laughs) We're going to strap ourselves on. He just did a promo for the new Mission Impossible movie. Guess how? (laughs) Jumping out of an airplane. (laughs) Not like not even casually walking onto a set of a movie just hey thanks for listening like when he did it for when he uh did it for the Maverick he's hanging upside down on a fucking plane
2: yeah this,
1: this man can't do anything just casually no and it's like hey I'm going to start a movie with Tom Cruise oh dude I feel sorry for you you're going to be hanging from airplanes and running a lot you know hoping <laughs> Check your life insurance, like, because <laughs> you just kind of feel like he's going to drive you like crazy because you're going to be doing all this stuff. Like, yeah, what happened? How would you do? Well, I acted with Tom Cruise. Oh my God, that's great. Uh, most of the actors, me hanging off the back end of a plane, ten thousand feet in the air. Like, I, 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 those, those looks of fear were real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and Tom loved every minute of it because like, that's acting. Yeah. That's you're in the moment, man. You're in the moment. <laughs> People are going to see that fear, and they're going to—you're going to own it.
0: So, so as like, you, so long as you don't see the piss coming out of my pants, the the right. brown stain in my butt, I'm, I'm okay we'll with it. That.
1: We'll digitalize that out. That little pea stain, <laughs> the little dribbles of pee shooting <laughs> down the side of your leg. Like, no worry, We'll go we'll, we'll cover that in post. <laughs> but then you go join with the rock, and the rock says, like, "Okay, well, so you're going to get up at five o'clock in the morning, and we're going to go to the gym where we're going to lift weights for like three or four hours." And then you're going to eat this, and then we're going to go on set, and then after that you're going to you're going to be going to bed at eleven o'clock at night, and you're going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning daily for the next six months while we make this movie because we got to bulk you up because you know why you're standing next to the rock. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's this? Is I'm sorry, I can't see you, Rock, and you should like lean to the left a little bit because I can't see Sean.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know there's a reason why Kevin's Kevin Hart standing in front of him on all the movie posters. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I just, uh, just I just, I, I just, I just don't think, I just don't think he'll turn his back on the role that he fought so hard to get on screen. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's one and done. And be like, I worked too hard for this. And now they want to, Slap well, me see,
0: on a see when you keep saying that 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 really annoys me that like ten years. I'm like, and that's the best he could get? Like I'm like like
1: Well apparently it was it was a lot of it was COVID related because you know, it was production, then production kind of halted, and then it started up again. There was a it, it wasn't just like, you know, I've been making this movie for ten years straight. It's been like they were trying to get it going. And right. then trying to get it filming, and then during filming people get called with COVID and then the had, production had to get shut down. There was it, it was a it was a you know like from conception to screen like yeah sure maybe 10 years ago obviously COVID hasn't been around for 10 years but when they finally started getting the idea of starting getting off the ground and started to get the money and start doing the production and, and doing all that that's when the pandemic hit so a lot of stuff was hurt because of that yeah uh you know take that for a grain of salt i don't I don't you know maybe that means that's why the special effects didn't look Completely, one hundred percent baked. The, but the same, like, know? like,
0: like the the effects part. That's not the that's not the part that bothers me, like type of thing. Because it's like it wasn't that bad. I mean, I thought the effects were not that bad. It's Considering acting. it's it's the it's the story. It was, like, like, yeah, part of it was acting, but part of it was story. I'm not, I'm like, that's like, like you mean me? We, we, they've been. They've, they might have written this for 10 years and that's what they came up with you're going right well it's, it's probably one of those
1: things where, like somebody wrote it and then someone had a second pass at it and someone had a third pass at it and then they're like okay well we gotta we well, don't like the scene. What would we do this instead you know and they're like oh that sounds great but how do we tie this into that scene oh we'll do this and then a third person comes in and goes no no we can't have that tied into this this is how we get it tied into that and next thing you know you're like giving developmental hell because no one can come up with just one plan and stick to it. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the rock is to blame for Henry Cavill not being Superman. I think that if he was trying he I mean I think he was trying to fight to have Henry still be part of the universe because he did want to star along with like a Superman versus Black Adam fight, which I mean, sounds great on paper. You know, and it would have been kind of cool to see Henry Cavill and Dwayne Johnson going at it. You know, it just—it would be not different, but it'd be kind of cool just to say, like, oh yeah, I saw the movie. It was—it was kind of cool to watch the two of them punch each other. Mm. Two, two superheroes, like two like real superheroes going at it. Not like one's a little weaker than the other one. These are two rock hard superheroes just pounding away at each other. You know.
0: <laughs> that sounded <laughs> terrible.
1: That sounded way more sexual than I meant it to sound.
2: <laughs> <laughs> two,
1: two rock hard just pounding away yeah it's right seeing the rock pound at the Superman and Superman pounding at the Black I'm, Adam I'm
0: glad that we're doing this remote now <laughs> your pants are probably off now at this <laughs> no
2: there,
1: my my Sleepy time shirts are on
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the hole I can get my hand in <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, this Black Adam, oh yeah <laughs> uh, Take
1: Superman to Poundtown
2: <laughs>
0: oh, I think you downloaded the wrong movie
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm totally watching the wrong movie I don't know what's going
2: on
1: <laughs> So Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I saw the article. I saw a article about, to go back to the actual rules stuff, um, (laughs) that, like, people want, you know, are blaming him. I I think a lot of people complain because they don't know about how the business works. Even, we complain, but I don't really know how the business works. I'm not in it.
2: Right.
1: You know, like, you had two new people come in, and James Gunn's like, okay, well, we have to think of something. We're now in charge of the whole kit and caboodle, and we can't have these people because now, like, yeah, sure, Henry Cavill's been Superman twice, three times? Yeah, two of them weren't even his movies, you know? (laughs) Um, Because he had Man of Steel, then uh, Dawn of Justice, and then Justice League. That's it. Wow. You know, and those movies kind of, it's been a long time since he's been Superman, but without any real, like, appearance as Superman. Even when he, sh- even when the suit showed up in Shazam, it was some other dude. Mm. You know, you never never saw his face. You know, to see his face in this in Black Adam was like, oh my god! The place went nuts. Obviously, but ultimately, it was it was a cheap pop. It was like you know.
0: Going no, to a I thought, rock no, I thought no, I thought Henry Cowell's face was appeared.
1: He did no, he was there. No, I'm talking about Shazam. Oh, in Shazam, Shazam. Oh
0: when, yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: where Superman shows up at the school. Yeah. You know. That he didn't see his face because it wasn't Henry Cavill, but in Black Adam he was there, standing right there, and actually had a conversation with him, Right. which is great and all. And the audience went nuts. But now it's it's I was kidding to it to like you know when you go to a rock concert and the band says, "Hey, welcome to Hey, hey everybody, in Philly, welcome back," and the place goes, "Nuts!" Because it's a cheap pop. You know, you know you're going to get the crowd going nuts, and having Henry Cavill in the suit it's gonna be it's a cheap pop it's like well you know this flip like what the rock did when he was wrestling
2: <laughs> right
1: you know like i get the i get the crowd all like yeah this is awesome and then unfortunately whoever was in charge was like you know what yeah we're out see you and then the new people are like well we don't really want to go in that direction because we can't we can't go anywhere in that direction where do we go like we were now we're gonna to have to have a superman movie to bring henry cavill back remind people that he's superman we can't just have superman cameo in other superhero movies yeah you know in fact james gunn did say that you know one of the things is to you know really work with superman to have him being back into the forefront to like be the guy because he's he is the guy he's the dc guy you know i i think that going a little younger you get a trilogy out of it you're like who knows maybe something that happens in that movie affects like the second movie or and with the flash you still got the flashpoint movie coming out next year who knows what that's going to do
0: i think that's going to be canceled i don't think we're going to see it you think it's going to it's going uh, to yeah. be dead in the water i think i think everything everything that's going on it's it's over it's done with they're not going to they're not gonna bother. They're like I don't know. They're gonna they're gonna scrap everything or as much as they can. They well, us say they didn't. They're not putting back. A while. I thought they would at least put that on HBO Max, like like type of thing. At least go Well, and It like, was
1: supposed to be on HBO Max. It was never going to theaters. It was an HBO yeah. Max movie. Like See, it was, it never was hit in theaters. It was basically <laughs> they killed the movie that they were gonna stream.
0: Right as I say, like like to me, that's like the worst like thing. It's like, how bad was it? You're not even putting it in theaters, and you're you're streaming. And you can cancel it, so you're going like you might as well throw them on, on HBO Max. Give it to somebody to to at least stream, you know, like type of thing. Because you you invested sure. so much money, and it's just like at least make some back on on that return, you know. And
1: well, apparently they make more money by canning the film than they do by putting it out.
0: Yeah, I don't believe that, but yeah. Uh, you know I, I don't know i don't know i don't know how Warner brothers you're does their accounting cuz account. some of them, some of the stuff is just ridiculous we, cause, especially some of the numbers that we used to hear for and they're like yeah, they they make any money and we're going they made billions like and it's like no they broke even you're going ah that's just right. ridiculous you know like you're just you're you're insane like i don't <laughs> know what accounting group you're using but they're not <laughs> they're not adding it up right. <laughs> so, right some executive has an a an island some, somewhere out some, there some,
1: Someone missed a decimal point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all
1: right. All right. Um, all right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Um, Geeksters, surprise. <laughs> 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 um, but seriously, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, I, Ed, hey, you know what? It's going to sound weird. We're going to do behind the show, Sam. So. My reading of uh, A Die Hard Before Christmas... Yeah, do you do you have just that audio?
0: Yeah, it's still it's still on it's on the web it's on the website somewhere. It's on one of the episodes. We'll have
1: to we'll have to repost it cause okay. I you know normally I would like to like pull out the book and read it as you know as as a hey welcome us all code around the yule log and I'll read you a story of Die Hard. But I feel like if we already have the audio, we'll just you know next year. <laughs> I promise we'll, we'll we'll dedicate a check of time out of the show. So I could do a read a new reading yeah. of the, the book, but until then, I think we should repost the original. All right, all right. If if you can, if
2: yeah, you can, sure.
0: sure. You know, <laughs> sure. It might not <laughs> ha- might happen might happen after Christmas, but it could happen.
1: That's fine. It's our holiday tradition. Yeah, <laughs>
0: anyway, it will happen during the holiday season. Let's put it that way.
1: Right. While we're on vacation, enjoy the soulful stylings of Sean reading the. Die hard before Christmas (laughs) Whatever it's called (laughs) It's right over there too I can see it (laughs) Anyway So uh, thanks for listening Um, I guess I'll start off by saying uh, Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah Happy Kwanzaa May all your Yule ties be great (laughs) (laughs) And also enjoy your New Year's Hope 2023 doesn't suck
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to say Happy Holidays make it easier um, happy, holidays. Yeah, happy New Year to everybody um, because we'll say that probably on our first show um, right and then yeah you know hopefully uh, hopefully, your holiday season is going bright and happy and uh, you're with family or with loved ones or maybe you just want to be by yourself <laughs> <laughs> I
1: thinking about a Black Adam and Superman movie you, you <laughs> do
0: you that's what, that's what we say that's here right. you do
1: you <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, from everyone here at Geeksters to everyone out there, happy holidays and a happy new year.
2: In and... the
0: meantime,
1: don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like.
0: Or follow us on Twitter, at like Geeksters.
1: Uh, or you can contact Ed on just about anything you've heard or seen on the website or talked about on the show. Just reach out and touch him at, at wordswithgeeks.com
0: and make sure you inappropriately touch Sean at Sean at geeks.com And that's S-H-A-W-N.
1: Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. It. That oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.